Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's Let's start start the the show. This intro is way more motivating than the last ones we've had. Any of the previous ones, I like this one more. I like, I get a lot of positive feedback on this one. Yeah. It it feels like us. It's friendly. Yeah. It's friendly. It's easy. It's quick. We get down to business, which is what we're going to do today. Yep. We're going to get down to to business. Yeah. So first of all, how's the stock market doing? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, different business. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, that you brought up the stock market. Um, I've never, as far as like, besides like when people are like, you have to, when you have this job, you know, have retirement. Do you want to, do you want to do the, the low, middle or high risk? Right. right? And I always pick middle. I'm a middle risk kind of guy. Sure. You know, I make, I, and so I don't know what stocks I've ever owned or, or you never own a whole stock, right? Like it's portions of a stock that I own in this mutual fund retirement 401k. I don't even know what words I'm using right now. No, you're, yeah, you're on, you're right on. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I know nothing about the stock market. Um, I knew most when Trump was president because he'd always talk about how it's so high because of him. <laughs> well, so, so you're aware of it. Yeah, you I was aware that the stock market existed and it was super duper high because Trump is so amazing at everything he does. It could get bigger. It could get bigger, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think he made it so it could get bigger yeah. if it does. Yeah. Like he allowed for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how, but I know that he's responsible. <laughs> I don't so, want to go down the Trump train. No, but w- the stock market is a funny thing because I, I feel the same way. Like a couple of my friends are like, hey, man, are you into uh, the Bitcoin? You into uh, the stocks? Are you looking and, at the market? NFTs are a big thing right now, and I don't even know what those initials stand for. But I do know it's like you can buy digital media, and it's an investment now. Yeah. So you like buy a character off a show or a car, like Marvel character and you now own this if someone wants to use it i don't know i don't get it (sighs) yeah i'm waiting for my friends to become successful and then just tell me what they did and then i'll be like oh i wish i would have done that yep because i remember people telling me hey you need to invest in apple yeah i remember people telling me telling me that and if i would have done it then i'd be a bazillionaire right now yeah um amazon was another one i remember hey you need to invest in this um, and I, I think at the time I wasn't even like old enough to invest. I don't know. And, uh, and then I, it has to be such big news that podunks like me hear about it. And so I heard mm-hmm. like GameStop, right? Like that was one that, that blew up recently for whatever reason. Right. And then I heard about, um, Zoom, there was a company that their, um, what is it called? Designation or whatever their letters on on the stock market exchange oh, or uh, Zoom, but that wasn't the Zoom that everybody was using during COVID. And and so the company like skyrocketed because all these people invested in Zoom, but it was the wrong Zoom. And so I heard about that. I would have been that guy, right? Like I would have like got the app on my phone and bought a bunch of stock and been like, why can't I sell this stock now? You know, <laughs> and, I don't know. And Robin Hood, I know that is a thing with stock markets. I don't know what it means though. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's like an app or, and yeah, anyway. I don't know. I mean, I've thought about getting into that stuff, but I don't, I wouldn't worry about it too much because yeah. have you ever met, <clears throat> have you ever met someone that was really successful at it that, um, that you could stand to be around? 
<laughs> and that you, you, like you can tell had like a really rich circle of friends right <laughs> or yeah well i wasn't in that circle of friends right so, so no i haven't met any no right no because they keep to themselves and i They're did. like i know how to make money and you're dumb because you don't so i'm yeah. gonna go have this boat yeah <laughs> and you're gonna eat mcdonald's only when there's sales <laughs> yeah, dollar, dollar menu mcdonald's yeah. <laughs> while i'm out here they're on just my, on my yacht you don't want to be that guy it's like yeah. winning the lottery you think you want that but yeah. then i mean i mean when you follow those families it's just like ruins people like they <laughs> yeah so many millionaires are like um lottery winners have committed suicide and they're bankrupt within a decade it's terrible yeah I've, I've always made the plan because whenever you buy a lottery ticket which i haven't done in a while but mm -hmm. um whenever you buy a lottery ticket you always like dream right like oh i'm i'm paying off debt that's where your, your first mind brain thought goes yep. is is paying off debt and you're like okay then i'm gonna rent out my house and buy it buy a bigger house uh -huh. right and then and you start getting all of these ideas and so i've always had this brilliant thought to protect myself from suicide and being bankrupt that i'm gonna hire someone you know to manage my money yeah and like i'll get like an allowance so that when i get when i want to go buy the yacht i don't mm -hmm. you know i've got to save for two years even though i have the money to do it right now yep. i've got to you know save for two years because at the end of two years you probably won't want the yacht anymore sure right? i mean there's a flaw with that everyone many people do that so mm -hmm. like you've got people like us um for lack of a lack of a more sensitive term, a couple of dum-dums mm -hmm. when it comes to money. Financial dum-dums. Financial dum-dums. Mm -hmm. um, we're like, oh, oh, I recognize my dumb dumbosity. So I'm going to get Mr. Smarty Smart Pants with, yeah. the, with the money. Yeah. And they're going to go, oh, okay, they're dumb dummy pants. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely am going to invest in the NFPs, I guess, because <laughs> that's what we're calling them. Because we don't, I don't know what the, you know. NFTs, yep. Right. I, I wouldn't know what that was, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, do us some NFPs. And he's like, okay, I'm going to steal most of this guy's money. <laughs> he's not even going to know. So that, that, that legit happened to my dad. See, this, that's what I'm talking about. So, so he got a big inheritance um, from his grandma. Okay. And, uh. um, and then divorced my mom. And then a couple years later, the guy like, like, like left. So here's what you got to do <laughs> instead. Like, it's like a chore now. Like you can't, you can't, because it's like you have all this responsibility. Like you don't know anything about money. And yet all of a sudden you have all this money. Right. So now your job now first is to <clears throat> lock most of it away. Like 99% of it, just lock it away from yourself and everyone else. Right. Protect yourself from it. And then give yourself enough money to live on with a car and some food mm -hmm. um, that is mm -hmm. sent to you monthly out of an annuity. And then just prepay for a master's degree in finance. Why did that just happen? I have no idea. Okay, that legit scared me. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm going to have to turn this down because that thing just went off. It went off on its own. It's going, it's off, going again. off again. You hear that? It's the scary sound and a ghost is pushing that button. <sighs> Whoa, that was crazy. Okay. Somebody's mad that we're talking about this. Episode 49 is haunted. Yeah, it's a haunted episode. You know what? Whatever. I still like the <laughs> the move is to then major in the thing that you are a dumb dumb. Don't be major the dumb dumb. Major in your minor. Major in what you are minor at. And so here's the deal. Uh -huh. I'm going to make this agreement with you right now. Okay. If I win the lottery, which I don't buy lottery tickets, so very small chance someone would just happen. give yeah. you money basically yeah. yeah so if i somehow come into a large sum of money uh -huh. i'm going to pay you we're going to come to a very 
sensible agreement mm-hmm. of what you think your yearly salary would be. So you actually don't have to have a job either. Right. But it's enough okay. that like you still want to stay busy. Mm-hmm. You still want to like be motivated to maybe like do some side gigs and, oh, yeah. and work on something. Right. So I'm thinking, you know, less than a hundred grand, more than 50, you know, somewhere in there. Right. Right in the sweet And I'm going to pay you and you're now my, my paywall. Right. Right. And so I have to access, but you can't get it without me either. Right. Like right. you can't go steal my money. Right. But like you just have to sign when I say I want money. Yeah. I have to and agree so, to it and be like, um. <laughs> and, and then, but then you could hold it ransom too. Do You'd you be need like, that uh, money? Like, okay. So you're only getting one yacht. Yeah. Right. You're, uh, so just one yacht, Brian? Hmm. Mm. And you want my signature mm-hmm. for this singular singular yacht just yeah. one that only one man at a time can yeah. drive yeah <laughs> so where am i gonna be how am i gonna sign your checks if i'm not in a yacht behind you yeah like to sign the checks it's really hard to sign checks from a dinghy yeah and then i'll then i'll say something like well it's our yacht uh-huh and you'll go i'm sure i'm sure it's our yacht Brian. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure i'm gonna have the electronic key code yeah to the dock <laughs> But yeah, you have to you have to have like some kind of wall because I didn't even get like a large sum of money. But my mom passed away. I was twenty four, and she had some life insurance policies, and she died uh, unexpectedly, and so they pay off double. And so I, we got somewhere around fifty or sixty grand. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money when you're a twenty four year old. And I immediately took, I don't know, probably forty grand of it, fifty grand of it, and went to a, a smart guy. Mm. And said, hey, can you invest this? And he was like, happily. Mm-hmm. And so I was making, just off interest off that, kind of enough to live off of. Oh, yeah. Especially at 24 in the military. Like, I was making enough, like, it was just a little extra money every month. Yeah. And I was just recycling it back in, though. I could have chose to just write myself a check, but I'm like, oh, just recycle it back in. And this thing is just going to, like, build and build. And then my wife and I were like, oh, we should buy a house. And then uh-huh. we cleaned, cleaned it all after, after a couple of months, and the money was gone. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, you just... It's just gone. Money, money disappears. Mm-hmm. And at you least, can't, you can't get it back. At least you have a house now. That's good. Yeah, yeah that was like that was several houses ago. Mm. <laughs> well, at least you have a house now. I yeah, mean, still. Yeah, I like my house. <clears throat> you've got credit. You've got buying power. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, we should. I mean, the other thing to do is if you ever read uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad," is is you gotta um, find a building where um, if you buy it. Um, the payment on that building would equal a little bit less than what people are paying you for rent that live there. Right. And then, and then I don't know, smoke cigars or something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's the only way to do it. Yeah. So a lot of the finance people I'm talking to now, it used to be all about investment. Um, not that that's a bad move or anything. Yeah. You, know, you can still invest, which, which is a form of what they're talking about. You want, and, and uh, um, what's his face that we just had on? Um, oh my goodness, James, he, he, he kind of dabbled in it a little bit too. He's like, you, you need to have stuff that makes you money. Mm-hmm. And so you just like, whether it's investing or buying a rental property or, you know, a building or a piece of land, you find something that when you're sleeping, it's making you money uh-huh. and that's the best way to do it. I don't have anything like that right now. Well, <clears throat> I went to Washington DC one time, uh, for the credit I, I was I was working for a nonprofit that was helping people build credit. Mm-hmm. So there was a yearly I don't know thing that all the people who worked in the credit industry went to, um, and we there was a speaker 
and he was like, I don't know, some uh, well-known around the area, had some sort of local TV show about finances. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I never, I didn't, I, I obviously didn't know who he was because I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah. But I do remember he said that the three things that you have to be able to do in America to get wealth is you have to get an education. You have to be able to buy a house and you have in land to put that house on. And you have to then get a business. And that business, if that's investing in real estate, that can make you money, then yeah, great. But you need a business to make you money. You need a house to do it from. And you need an education to, you know, keep a hold of both those things. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that. That's That has stuck with me. You yeah. know, to buy a house, to have a business... I'm doing those things. I have an education. You have an mm-hmm. education. You're doing all right. You have a house and you're working on a business or two. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Check it out. Yeah, check, check you out. Getting there. The only thing that you don't have is the, um, the um, I don't know, the vision to just do it. You know, those people. You ever met those people who are just like, I'm just going to do this. And you've heard their plan and mm-hmm. you're like, no, you shouldn't. You don't and then they do it, and you're like, those sons of... The only thing they had was 100% belief in their self. Yep. And you're like, and then they did it. Yep. That's all you need. Well, you've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I need to do it. I'm trying to do a version of it now. Yeah. You know, by getting myself on... Uh, trying to get more prevalent, or I'm trying to participate more in YouTube and Instagram and doing videos and recording myself. Mm-hmm. That's just a whole hurdle. Yeah. But I got to push myself, dang it. Well, and I think, you know, as we get closer to 50, next episode, right? 50, yeah. 50 episodes, next episode, which was our goal. Mm-hmm. I've realized that the podcast, maybe, you know, it, it hasn't grown to a million subscribers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have on, on Spotify, we have 100, like, followers. Hey. Maybe 107, somewhere in there. Somewhere around 100. That's right? good, right? It's good. It's definitely good. But I think more than, and this isn't any offense to anyone listening right now, but um, more than like what we've brought to our listeners, it's brought a lot of uh, like inspiration and ideas into our lives. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of talk off air and even on air too um, of like just different cool things that, that we can be doing. Um, and we've met a lot of cool people and they've done those things. And so it's been, uh, it's been fun doing this podcast. I, I do think we're going to go beyond 50 because mm-hmm. we even hinted at it um, when we were Christmas tree hunting that maybe you know, we do something different, maybe not like completely stop podcasting, but maybe stop this one and start a different one or, you know, something. And I, yeah, um, we actually could, because we haven't tried rebranding yet, mm-hmm. we may have to like, oh, it, yeah. we may have to like completely start over, uh-huh. um, in order to like complete our rebrand. I'm hoping not. It seems as though we don't have to, but be prepared folks that we may put on an episode that just says, Hey, welcome to episode 52 where we realized we can't do any more here because we wanted to rebrand, find us over here. And that'll be the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. That'd um, be a thing, you yeah. know. We have a, lo- we have a logo now that just needs <clears throat> a few little tweaks. A little fine-tuning. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty happy with it. Are yeah. we ready to tell people the name? I, maybe we need to give them a little bit of notice rather than just one episode. We could give them this episode, too. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I like the name still. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so down I'm still with, on it because we had a name for a long time. We can tell them that name too. The LBC is like... Well, that's the new one. But yeah. the, the one before that was... Oh, do we want to share the one before that? Because it's not, it's not being used and we could use it later. Well, we told them in uh, the American Barbarians. Mm-mm. We didn't say? I told oh, them. Oh, maybe we did. Maybe we did. Yeah. yeah. So we said uh, meme... 
like meanwhile in mm-hmm. Montana. Hilarious. Yeah, I love the name, but it didn't uh, completely describe what we were doing. You know, like the, yeah, yeah. And so it sat with us for a week, maybe two, and then we were both just kind of like, meh. Let's find something else. And so when we did the trip to Bozeman on the way back, this one came to, I'll say us, but I'm pretty sure it was you. I don't Like we were all along, like we were on the same lines of, you know, Montana and talking. And uh, you go ahead and say it. You say it. Okay. So the new name is going to be The Last Best Conversation. Boom. Or LBC. LBC. What's going on in the LBC? So there's already a podcast out there called The Last Best Podcast, and it is super um, cowboy, rancher, Montana stuff. Mm, mm. Um, and we're not that. We're not super. We're just, we're happy to be in Montana. Yeah. So I was thinking um, <clears throat> like a new intro could be like a, um, like a, a play on one of these other podcasts, you know, because you're like a one, one, haunt, one hunting fanatic. One uh, one musician type of guy, whatever my my thing will be, and then we'll say two Montanans or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I got the joke off. <laughs> it's yeah, good. we'll have to do something. But I, I, what I know is I, I really like our intro right now, and we can keep it. You notice we don't say anything except for like, "Hey, friends, right. welcome." We can keep it. And so uh, I, that's kind of cool. That know, would, that's continuity right there. Yeah. And then the way that we sign off too is very similar. So you kind of get like this, this delicious oh, hey. bread on either side. And I kind of like it. Okay. You know, um, the things that we're doing, we could keep continuity and the, that's going to be brought to you by the word of the day, which is continuity. <laughs> I just, <laughs> we, do, we do need to have words of the day. Um, because there's some words that when I've listened back to podcasts that you use that I really like, you know, and we had like a few episodes in a row where we were like cacophonous and we talked about like, um, CH cats and oh, para- yeah. paraprosdokians, right? I know, o- I only know these words because of you, Joe. We were almost getting pretty brainy yeah. for a while. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, uh, I think I hang out with people that have big vocabularies, but. But when you're talking about, like, let's say a sandwich, like we were talking about the, um, the, the intro and the outro that we have and how they're great, you mm. would then say, and then betwixt the two. <laughs> I love betwixt. Oh, yeah. And you too. use that maybe once a podcast. You, th- you, you throw a betwixt in there. Oh, yeah. There's and a, I like it. There's a scene that makes me laugh just thinking about it. <laughs> there's a scene in one of those um, funny Robin Hood Ooh, it might be the Men in Tights one. I think it is the Robin Hood Men in Tights movie. We're men, we're men in tight. Yep, tight. yep, tights. There's a there's a movie where uh, he shoots the arrow and it goes betwixt, you know, betwixt, and the guy, <laughs> the guy stands up and he spits when he gives it the hard T, but yeah. he says, "I spit Robin's arrow in twain." I'm <laughs> 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 just thinking about that makes me laugh. I don't know why. I like those old timey words. <laughs> yeah, you do, and I like I like that you bring them to my me, but then also in lieu of me to our listeners, you guys and gals and humans and um, people who identify however you like can use any word you want. You can take all the words that I use. I hope you do, and um, use them on your friends. Because the the one thing that I'm kind of um, I'm kind of like I I liked the other day is I was watching a show um, and they were uh, the lady said um, I can't believe that happened um, bug eye emoji uh, mind blown emoji but she actually said it you were watching um, 
Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, no, it was another oh, one. Uh, but she she had a whole episode where she talked in emojis. It was uh, great. It was great. I was like, because uh, Melanie is a English major, and I'm like, isn't it cool how <laughs> the English language is like evolving? And it's like, at, at, at first, I was like, oh no, this is not good, because we all started texting each other, and then emails started to look like texts. You know, like people stopped to do this sincerely. Yeah. You know, um, and then there was the emojis. First of all, we started to type the emojis. I remember doing semicolons and parentheses for a winky face. And if you want to go old school, you still can. I do sometimes. Yeah. But then it'll turn it into an emoji. On its own. On yeah. its own, because it's like, you old person, stop yeah. stop being that way. And <laughs> and at first I was like, oh no, people aren't going to use their words anymore. Not only are they not writing with pencils and pens. You, you notice how no one has to write in cursive anymore? Right. And how important that was? When we were in elementary school and middle right, school, right. oh, so important to know how to write in cursive. And I was like, man, we're losing something. But then I heard them say, <laughs> they, they said, the, 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 they described emojis. Yep. And I understood what they meant very yep. specifically. And I was like, this is perfect. I like this language. Well, and what I've <laughs> noticed though is like, yeah, us old people that like watched emojis and texting you know, uh, sprout from the ground and, and come up. We wanted to kill the weed. We, we did. We and, don't like but, new stuff. But now I've noticed it's, it's this amazing oak. <clears throat> yeah. And like I can add an emoji to something. I can actually, especially on social media, I, I respond. I reply to people in emojis. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when, we're, like right now I'm doing this uh, December challenge. And so people will comment on like a post or a reel that I did. And I'll just respond like with, with the, the muscle arm. You know, or a hundred percent, or the fire. You know, like like I just respond with those things, and like it's way better than me misspelling stuff. Way better. And and so I and then also like I don't like texting because you can't put emotion with it, but emojis let you do that. That's true. And so you put like the the side cry laughy emoji, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh oh, he's being funny. Yeah. It's, it's sarcasm or you know whatever. Yeah. And so I I love emojis now. Oh, they are my friends. Um, we're all, uh, I can keep this on the same topic, but let's talk about, uh, we were supposed to have a guest today yeah. and, um, Skylar Morgan, who's going to be, he, not, he's going to, well, he's going to be on the, on the show later on because he was sick. So, um, he didn't have a voice, which is no good for podcasting. Yeah. Cause that's all we need. Right. But he reached out to me, uh, this, you know, well within time, you know, to cancel and he's, uh, he, but he wrote to me and uh, most of his things that he was writing in the message weren't capitalized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I used to do that. I, uh, you know, it looks, because uh, <laughs> now what I'm thinking is, because at first when I was doing it, I was like, well, people are going to know that I'm laid back, you know? Yeah, but that's not what they think. But now when I was looking at it, I was like, I was thinking, did he, ha- I mean, it, it, it forces you to capitalize a word. So you had to go out of your way to uncapitalize those words. Right. And then that was all I could think about. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Now now knowing that someone would go and uncapitalize just to maybe and maybe he's doing the same thing like hey well, I'm, I'm laid back, I'm cool, I'm easy going. So let's let's dive into who Skylar is, right? Yeah. Like we don't have to go super deep, but if one of the two barbarians was going to cancel on us, who would it be? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it would be Skylar. I mean, maybe he's more of the artsy type, I would say. He Right, he's I, the free spirit laid back guy that doesn't capitalize anything. Right. Okay. So he's he's canceling Right. You know, not last minute, but he's canceling. Okay, I'm with you. you. He's got better laid back thingers to Uh do. 
Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't work on uh, maybe a more linear time yeah. like the rest yeah. of us. Yeah, everything just comes as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why are you stressing out your voice right before a podcast? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just laid back screaming. I don't know what he's doing. Who knows? Drinking super hot coffee. Right. Letting people spit in his mouth. I don't know what he does. Ugh. Like that one movie with the football players and Denzel Washington. Was it? I can't remember. No. And they were spitting in each other's mouths? No, no. It was... Uh, oh, it'll come to Varsity me. Blues. Yeah, Varsity Blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't remember the scene, but... Like just, I, I followed. I followed you. I followed your look on your face, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, Varsity Blues." Somehow, yeah, Varsity Blues. The emoji of your face like got me there. Yeah, I was picturing like that real cool truck that the center drove, mm-hmm. and then I could kind of picture the receiver. And mm-hmm. I actually can't remember who did the spitting. I don't remember. Maybe it was just. I like, don't remember the scene at all. I I think it was maybe it was just one of the main players, but then also one of just like a B actor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I'm thinking. How much could you possibly get paid for that role and you let someone spit in your mouth? Right. <sighs> Which is what Skyler's doing, not capitalizing anything. He's out there letting people spit in his mouth. I don't know how you came to that. But I <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's got a sore throat. So you gotta get oh. you gotta get sick, you gotta scream, or you gotta like burn your throat. Now I hear now, now you know I what I'm saying? saying. So he's got somebody spitting in his mouth. And I bet you I mean he looks like he could have played football on the varsity blues team. That's it. Maybe that's, how, maybe, yeah. maybe that's how he gets himself psyched up. So when he up. does finally come on the show, we're going to talk to him about it. Be like, where are you getting yourself psyched up? But how many times do you think he's going to cancel before we actually get him on? Nah, let me think here. I mean, he said he'd be in sick. Um, I say, let's say the next time we get him scheduled, he's on. And then if not, then we'll know that that's just a personality type. Okay, I'm <laughs> just just for the sake of being the, the guy, I'm going to say he at least cancels one more time. Okay, I think he's going to be here the next time, especially okay. if he listens to this, which I can't guarantee that they do. Right, right. I don't right. think they're listeners. And actually, the reason I say it like that mm-hmm. is I'm I'm more like calling them out. <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm you saying? You want to know? Like they're not they're listeners. Listening. And so by saying that, they yeah. would have to like comment on like one of our posts or you know text and say I am a listener because every time we call out Sean Welty, he lets me know. Oh, wow! Because he's 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 a listener. Yeah. Hey, Sean Welty. Hey, what's up, buddy? We love you. We do. We appreciate you inviting us to Cornhole and when it, letting us know everything that's going on with it. Ooh, we, will, we, we are going to come and we are going to like, I don't know, we're going to podcast, we're going to do something, but we mm-hmm. appreciate you and I know that you're going to respond when you hear this. Mm-hmm. Neither one of the barbarians will respond. Mm. I don't know if they're not listening though. Maybe they're just, they're listening in, but they're like shrewd. Uh, I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. Yeah, the, the, kind of the kind of people that let uh, someone spit in their mouth and they don't capitalize anything in text. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have guests over at my house today that are leaving now. Sneaking out. My my daughter-in-law, my son, and my grandson. What was his name again? Foster. I don't are we allowed to say his name over a podcast? Yeah, his name's Foster. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was screaming. Could you hear him screaming? Mm-mm. Yeah, we couldn't hear it. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. You got to play it for him over and over and over so we get more plays. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, love you guys. Yeah, they were saying that the uh, the podcast is common for babies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe we should put that. We could put that in the intro. Hey, no, friends. No, 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 no. This so, is common so for our, babies. Our, our, new, <laughs> our new rebrand yeah. is, is Last Best Conversation or LBC. Yeah. 
or um, little baby calming. Little baby calmers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we wanted to cover. I know that you. Uh, we had we had hinted. No, we never even talked about it on the podcast. But we we had talked about it off air about talking about um, the job I applied for. Mm, yes, please give me the um, bring us up to speed, and then and then yeah. So so um, we haven't gotten into a, a ton of depth. I've only mentioned that you know I don't work at Childbridge anymore. Cool, uh, cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started down this path of working for a company that I would have, I'm not going to mention their name, um, but uh, I, I would have been a health coach with them mm-hmm. and then just decided that uh, probably wasn't a good move okay. to, to join in with them. And it's better to, to quit a place before you start there than, than, you know, starting there and they invest in you and then you leave. Yeah. Like it just doesn't, mm-hmm. isn't good. And then, uh, and then I had this, I don't even know how it happened. I was just kind of job searching and I found that there was, there was openings on the sheriff's department for a sheriff deputy. Mm-hmm. There was three openings actually. And so um, I, I know the sheriff of Great Falls or Cascade County. And uh, actually my grandfather, whom we've talked about on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, was a deputy underneath. So I got to get this right. So my grandpa was a sheriff deputy in Gallatin County. Uh-huh. His sheriff was named Sheriff Slaughter. Okay. Cascade County's sheriff now is called Sheriff Slaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, son. Uh-huh. My grandpa was underneath our current sheriff's father. Whoa. So I knew, I, I kind of knew of him that way. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew of him because, um, through childbridge. And then, um, he lived across the street from me before we moved into this house where we're recording. At. Literally, so like, literally neighbors. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was like, Hey, uh, can I come talk to you about these openings? You can let, kind of let me know if, you know, maybe I'm too old, you know, like just kind of let me know. Yeah. So we had a great talk and he's like, yeah, go ahead and apply. I think you'd be great. Like we're, we're making changes and we're really trying to like, especially with like what's gone on with police over the last, you know, few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of good that, that there's an organization trying to like make a better name and, and do what they can. And so I got excited and then there's a lot to applying. Yeah. When you're, when you're applying for a job like that. So I had to get things notarized. I had to like do a ton of paperwork, answer very long histories of like where I've, I, I had to write down everywhere I worked, every boss I've had, give addresses for all the places. That's hard to do when you're 40. Yeah. Um, every place I've lived, that's hard to even remember, especially when I'm a military family. Mm-hmm. My dad was military family. Like, like we've lived in a lot of places, uh-huh. a lot. Um, so I had to do all of that stuff. And then, uh, and then it comes down to a day where they, they bring you up. So any of you that don't know what it takes to be a, a police officer or somebody, a sheriff's deputy, you do a written test. If you pass said test, which is four sections might take you, they're all timed. So, you, you know, you got 20 minutes to fill out this first section. Don't go ahead. You can go back and like correct your answers. You know, just like a test you take in high school or maybe college. Maybe they had a few like, like a ASVAP kind of test, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, that was a pretty, if, if you've got a high school diploma, you can pass that test. Yeah. So I did that and also uh, had to write in cursive. On that test. What? Yeah. So you were talking about it's like a lost thing, but they have to like handwrite a lot of reports and stuff. So they want to test like your handwriting, 
your grammar, your spelling, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. Now somebody, now somebody's coming in. We had people leave. Now we have somebody coming in. Hi, Brooklyn. <laughs> my, my daughter. <sighs> so, so anyway, I passed the test and when you pass the test, they just say, Hey, now go down to the police department and do the physical. And so we go down to the police department. There was uh, seven of us that started, and then there were six of us that made it down to the physical. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't, I wasn't like nervous or anything like that. It actually seemed pretty easy. So I just kind of let people like go. Like you got to volunteer, like what order? And so there was a guy that had done the test before, so he went first. Mm-hmm. Then there was two other guys there. They went next. And then there was two girls there. They went out. And so I was like the last one to go and pass the test very Easily, I'm not trying to like be boastful, but it wasn't super hard. If mm-hmm. you if you're mm-hmm. physically fit, you can you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And so then it was the day that there was a fire here in Great Falls, oh, um, yeah. the Gibson Flats fire. And so the sheriff's department helps with things like that. And they're like, "Hey, we're a little short staffed. We were going to do your interviews today, but uh, you know we got to schedule them for tomorrow." And so I had an interview the next day at three. Mm-hmm. I showed up at the the sheriff's department at two forty two. Uh, 18 minutes early, mm-hmm. they, they brought me out a, uh, a packet of papers and said, you know, these are the questions for the interview. Just write your answers in and then we'll go over them in there. And then like eight minutes later, so I'm still a little early. It was probably longer than eight minutes, but mm-hmm. still a little early before my appointment. But they, the same guy comes out and gets me, brings me back to a room where there's three other gentlemen. And so it's kind of like a board like you would have uh, in the military, like a promotion board, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's a an interview board. I didn't know that that's what was going to happen, but I was, I had an idea that it might. So I wasn't surprised. And they had some office rolly chairs. And they said, Hey, you know, take a seat. Uh, the same guy said, Hey, take a seat. When I sat down, they immediately, like they didn't say, Hey, this is my name. I tried to look at a, a name tag and like they were, they were talking to me. So I wasn't trying to be rude and not focused on them talking. Right. So I, I didn't even, I don't even know their names. Um, they asked uh, what job I had right before applying. Mm-hmm. So I explained Childbridge and what I did. And um, and then they said, when you got, what branch were you in? I said, the Army. They said, well, when you got out, wait, when did you get out? I said, and the, the, the questioning is like, like, um, what is what is the word? Like, like pestering. Like, uh-huh. like they're not, and so I kind of have this idea that they're they're trying to test my stress level, right? Mm-hmm. Like in my head, they're being so like, like condescending, rude, quick, barely letting me even get answers out as they're asking the next question. I'm really thinking that they're just testing to see if I'll keep my cool. And so like, (laughs) I'm fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so what branch were you in? When did you get out? Okay. Do you remember the class on that prepared you for civilian life? And I was like, no, I I don't remember. And the the next guy says, uh, well, it was called a cap. I think is what they called it in the army. Um, they taught you how to interview when you get out. I was like, okay. I don't remember the class. Like telling me the name didn't change that. You know, I don't, I don't remember mm-hmm. the class. He said, well, it definitely told you there not to wear jogging pants to an interview. And so like I, I immediately stood up and I realized that probably wasn't like a great thing to do. It might seem like aggressive or something, right? <laughs> but I stood up and I showed him my pants. I'm like, these are $110 slacks. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not in jogging pants. These are, these are $110 slacks. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a, a collared, nice, shirt on it wasn't like a button up it was like a pullover collared shirt mm-hmm. um both of these are the the brand cool k-u-h-l 
Okay. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like kind of like old guy dress up clothes, right? Yeah. Like, but to, but still like looking cool, which I think what's the play on the words, right? Yeah. And so, like, if anything, I would say it was like, like modern interview clothes. Like that's why I wore them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then they began to like, like attack me. Mm. Um, and again, I still kind of had this idea that they were testing my calm under. Cause that's like a big thing you have to deal with when you're a police officer is like people being mad and angry and how well can you take, you know, ab- abuse without like getting mad. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just fine. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I didn't mean to disrespect you. And they're talking about how they took all this time out of their day to come and they polished their shoes, their boots, and they starched their clothes and how, how much preparation they put into it. And I clearly put none. I was like, well, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I've worn this into the most strictest Baptist churches, and they are happy to see me. You know, like, (laughs) people wearing suit and ties, I'm wearing this, I fit right in. You know, so I didn't think that this was going to be an insulting, you know, uniform to wear to an interview, you know, clothes to wear. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, you could have spent $20 at a secondhand store and impressed us more than than how you have now. I can't believe that you spent that much money on these clothes. You could have spent that money on way better things than those. And so they're like, 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 dang, like personally attacking me now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy and then, moly. and then finally one guy is, is so, is so offended by my clothes. He's like, there's no possible way we could continue with this interview. And in my head, it hadn't began. Right. Like, right. I don't even know their names, but yeah. they're, they're insulting me. Right. And, and what I know now is like, like they have a security camera that sees me like out there waiting. Mm-hmm. So they knew what I was wearing before I came into the room. Mm-hmm. They knew before I came into the room, how they were going to treat a member of Cascade County, a citizen, a tax paying disabled veteran that's cared for over a dozen of children that are in destitute situations. They called me in there to insult me. Mm. Like they literally said, yeah, bring him in here. Let's totally just berate this guy and kick him out. And so that's what happened. Uh, they said, we, there's no way we could possibly continue. And I said, um, I don't understand, but okay. Like, thank you for your time. I'm sorry that my clothes hurt your feelings. I'm out, you know. And then the, the one guy that um, he gave us a written test, he's the one that brought me out the, it's a guy I've been kind of dealing with. Um, uh-huh. He's like, hey, I got to walk you out. And so I, had, I still had the paper right? There's this packet they gave me in my hand and I get a couple mm-hmm. steps away and they're like, get his paper from him. And so I walk Whoa. back into the room and I set the paper on the table and kind of gave him a little, you know, you know, little easy, thing. Easy guy. And, and uh, he opens the, you know, the security locked door and, uh, and I shook his hand. I was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still kind of like a little in shock. Right. Mm-hmm. And I shook his hand. I'm like, I'm sorry. And he, I, he said something like, Oh, that's just kind of how this is, you know, or something like that. I don't know what he said. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't care at that point. Um, and then, it, so I called my wife. It's, it's now three Oh seven. My interview was supposed to start at three. She was aware of this. And so I call her three Oh seven. She answers like immediately. She's like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, uh, just got kicked out of the interview. And my wife was then inconsolable for two days. Like, like she was, she was mad. Mm. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I was actually um, a little relieved that I didn't go off to three months of, of police academy 
more, and, then, and then more of those guys attitudes and then and then come back <laughs> and and realize that like it's a bunch of assholes yeah and i know that's not a word that we use on this podcast but that is that is legit the most intelligent way that i can describe what happened to me and who i was dealing with mm. and uh and i've decided that i'm glad we waited a week after this has happened mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. a week and a half now because uh i wrote sheriff slaughter a, an email and described everything because he wasn't in there. Um, yeah. The sheriff wasn't in there. And I don't think even, I don't know if he's even allowed to be in there because he's an elected official, right? Oh, yeah. And so I don't even, I don't know how that all works. Um, but we couldn't, on, on any of the papers we were filling out, we had to put Cascade County Sheriff's Office, not department. Department is where the elected official is. Office is where everyone else is. That's how they described it. And so I don't know if he could even be in there. So I wrote him an email um, so Thursdays when it happened, I wrote him an email on the following Sunday. And again, this is a, this is someone I actually considered not, not like a friend, but at least like a pretty close acquaintance, you know, um, has not responded to me. I, I wrote our elected official and, uh, it's been a week and he hasn't responded to the day. Now we're recording on, well, no, we're recording on Monday. So a week and a day now. Golly. And so, uh. So yeah, when this comes out tomorrow, it'll be a week and two days and I hadn't heard back from him. And so I, I figured at that point it would be okay for me. I was going to be respectful. And like, if he apologized, I wasn't going to like put it out there to a bunch of people and to the world. Um, but now I'm okay saying that like, yeah, I, I, I dealt with at least there's at least four um, people I, I'm questioning like... <laughs> Like, like their ability to be productive police officers, protectors yeah. of the law. Yeah. So that whole image he was trying to improve upon, they, they right. And so it's two like complete contradictory <laughs> like statements, right? Especially since they knew they weren't going to hire me, they could have just said, "Hey, listen, like we have a clothing standard, which isn't addressed in any of the conversations I had with their office. None of the paperwork that I filled out, which was like like a small book." like a small novel that I had mm-hmm. to put together for my packet. Um, I actually invested like time and money, all of this, like none of that though, that does it say like a tie is required. Yeah. And so there's part of me that actually thinks that um, there was three people out of the six that they did want to hire. And because I'm a disabled vet, I actually gain, I don't know what the right word is, but like you gain extra points. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so the preference yeah. It's called uh, uh, veterans preference, disabled veterans preference. And yeah. so I get points for being a veteran. I get points for being a disabled veteran. Mm-hmm. So if they would have gone through with the interview, they more than likely would have had to have hired me because I, I know I passed the written because I went down to the physical and I know I passed the physical because you have to just get it done in under six minutes mm-hmm. and I got it done in under five. So like, I think they would have had to have hired me. And so they, they wanted to hire other people and they didn't want to hire me. So they're like, let's just insult this guy. Um, so yeah, I don't want to work for the sheriff's department. I'm glad mm. that they let me know as quick as they, I wish they would have let me know a little quicker. Yeah. Before the book, yeah, fill out. before the, the book I filled out and the money I invested and the time it took and, yeah. you know, um, other jobs I could have been applying for in that time. But, uh, but, um, you know, being, being a, a God fearing man, I also kind of believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. I, I think that this is the path I'm supposed to be on. Um, if you, you know, believe in universe or energy or whatever it might be, like, I really feel that like, you know, you're right, you're right where you need to be at 
most of the time. <laughs> not very many times you're not there. And so it was something I needed to go through. I don't know why yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed to go through that. Um, I did then go out with a friend. Uh, I won't mention his name because he won't want me to, but I went out with a friend that wanted to just check in, make sure I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he then, after lunch, unbeknownst to me, uh, took me to the Kaufman's here in town mm-hmm. and bought me a sport coat and a, a, a button-up dress shirt and a tie and some slacks. Whoa. And he's like, you know, next interview, it's better to be dressed, overdressed than underdressed. So there you go. You have no excuses, you know, and you'll be good. And so maybe all of that, like my time and money I invested was less than what that suit is worth. They're not cheap. There you and go. so maybe that's what I had to go through to get a suit. And I'm thankful that I have this suit. Now I wore it to, there were fights here in town. Yeah. Um, MMA fights. And I, I wore it to the MMA fights. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like the, the most dressed up dude in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which also feels a little awkward, right? I like it. But I kind of liked it. Yeah. 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 And, and because I've like, I didn't used to like the way the suits, that suits looked on me. Um, but then I've lost, you know, a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And so now like, like, like they fit. Right. Yeah. And they fit in all the right places. And it doesn't like suits just used to accentuate my belly. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was hard to order like the dress shirts that fit around my big old fat neck. But yeah. now like it's still a big neck, but like uh suits suits fit now. You they know? can fit you. Yeah. So nice. I liked it. I liked it. Made me feel good. And then uh tomorrow I've got a dinner to go to and now I have I wasn't gonna wear a sport coupe, but I'm I'd be much better to be overdressed than underdressed. I'll tell you what. My buddy would say. You I'll know? tell you what, man. I tried the whole sport coat thing, you know, because I'm an entertainer. You'd think, man, don't I dress up all the time? And I guess I a little here and there, but I decided to wear a ni- the nicest dress coat I have just for a couple shows. And I, I swear, it's just there's something about it that people really appreciate. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, like, maybe there's a point to that. Maybe, you know, like, when I left the 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 interview and, you know, just being... Um, berated by um, <laughs> the the thin blue line, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I probably should have known better, honestly. Like, maybe pe- people sure. wear ties mm-hmm. to interviews. Like, that's not an unknown thing. Right. I had because I, I don't own all that stuff because it's expensive to mm-hmm. rebuy it after you lose a bunch of weight. And so mm-hmm. I just hadn't bought it. And the clothes I uh, decided to buy were you know, for my previous job, what I needed, you know, in order to do that job. And so I guess I would, you know, I I probably should have worn a tie. So I'm not trying to completely like, um, I, I, I still have respect for law enforcement and people that serve. Mm -hmm. It made me question a few things. Just Um, not those turkeys. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I would recognize, I don't know any of their names. I'm glad I don't because I probably would shout them out right now. Okay. I'm glad I don't. Um, it's good that I don't know their names, but, uh, their sheriff Jones. If, if they were to pull me over, like it'd be different than if any other sheriff or you know city police officer pulls me over. Well, what's the message then? The so message is. Uh, the, uh, let oh, me, go ahead. Go ahead. Let, let me, me try. You got one. You've got one. I got. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm asking. What? What do you, is the universe trying to tell Brian right now? So, with that in the ether, I've asked it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. What was told mm-hmm. to you was. Um, you are on the wrong path mm-hmm. and you should also pay more attention to how you look. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yep. Which is perfect because you've been doing some pretty fun stuff on social media, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, I mean, and you're a guy that's, um, you understand camera angles, you understand editing and all that is like, Hey, how's it look? Yep. And you need to, and if you thought you were doing good enough, if you thought you were cool, you need to step it up. Right. Step right. it up a little bit. And yeah. I, think, I think that's what the universe is trying to tell you. Like you're, you were going on down the wrong path, but just look at how you're, how you're presenting yourself and improve it a little bit and, and, and know that it's not the sheriff. Sheriff's not the right path, but right. hunting, maybe doing this bow and arrow thing that you seem really good at. One of those things right. I feel like is, I, and I don't know in what capacity, but I just feel like if the universe was trying to give you a message, so, so my that old would bo- be it. My old boss from the, the church we used to record at, um, he, he said that my ideal job, if he could like wave a magic wand, mm-hmm. would be taking people into the mountains and teaching them how to hunt. Um, and somehow involving like helping disabled people in that, like, that's what he said. Like, uh, okay. that would be the ideal job. And I would, yeah, I would love to do anything along those lines. It's a very hard industry to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, it's, you know, especially now with COVID, um, we've seen a, a huge rise in, um, hunters and then bow hunters specifically, because it's kind of something you can do, you know, in your backyard, um, oh, like, like people if, are all wanting to become survivalists. <laughs> survivalists, they're they're wanting to, you know, when you look at empty meat shelves mm-hmm. in your grocery store, yeah, you start yeah. to really think like, oh, this supply chain isn't endless. Yeah. And like, I want to be able to provide food if I have to. And there was a thought that we had, you know, you. I'm not saying we're like in uh, timers or anything like that, right? But right. you always get, everybody, every human has gone down the path, like if the world were to break down, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if government were to collapse and we all had to fend for ourselves and you had to protect what you own. Yeah. Um, arrows are really nice. Okay. Like like bullets you run out of, I don't know how to make them. You can, you can make your own bullets. I, I you need I, very I specific you, you need, chemicals, yeah, right? Yeah. You yeah. need, you need like, well, not even just chemicals, but like you need the right equipment. And I've seen the machines even like my, yep. one of my uh, ex father-in-laws made his own ammo, I think. Yep. And made his own 50. I'm not sure. Well, I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but he made his own 50 cow yeah. <laughs> because he, and for that specific reason, because he didn't want it to have a serial number. <laughs> and I was like, you yeah. friggin' guy. Yeah. And so like, we're not that, but my son oh. and I, when we got our bows mm-hmm. during, uh, betwixt, uh, COVID, <laughs> no, that's the wrong word. <laughs> twain in, in, in twain of COVID, like the heat of it, like we're locked down. That's when we got our bows. Okay. And so we were thinking like, if anybody <laughs> came to like get our food, like we can, we have bows. There like, you go. Like we can protect and mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's yeah. And so anyway, there's, but there's a lot of people that are just like, also it got you out of the house. Like the only thing that um, in Montana you could do was outdoor stuff. Yeah. You couldn't really go to stores. You, you know, you couldn't do any of that stuff, but if you went to the mountains, which we have lots of them here, you there could, you, you could be free, you know, and out of your house. And so everybody's like, well, how do I do that? And a lot of people chose hunting. Mm. And so anyway, now that it's an oversaturated market, it's really hard to get into. I did apply for one. Oh, I've actually applied for three or four um, positions with outdoor industry companies. Mm-hmm. It's difficult too, because there's none of them are in Great Falls. I don't want to move. So you have to find remote positions and mm. it's difficult. I just got um, an idea. Okay. Um, Texas is has way too many wild hogs mm-hmm. six million of them mm-hmm. um that's more than the city of 
Boston, I mm-hmm. think. And uh, many, many Texans are going out there, I'm sure you've heard, um, mm-hmm. and they're just killing them and leaving the meat to rot. Yep. So what if we figure out a, a monthly um, hunt down in Texas where mm-hmm. we harvest all, all of the wild boars that we can put on our you know cattle trucks that we have up here that are probably not being used as much. And um, we make a bunch of bacon and um, other jerky, you know, it's a shelf-stable products. And so we'll help not only um, stock the shelves here of our survivalists in Montana that are all saturating the market, but we'll help um, Texas, who, like, they can't get rid of all of the hogs. They're just, like, just just throwing grenades at them and leaving so, them. Not, they're not doing that. I'm just saying, like, they're, they're shooting them and, and wasting a lot of meat out there. So I have some friends from Glasgow that one of my foster daughters that currently lives with, lives with me her sisters live with them. Mm, do they have a plane? They just came down to Great Falls, and he was on a hunt a year ago in Texas shooting hogs from a plane. Right. And or so, the helicopters or whatever they well, got, it was right? A, yeah, no, sorry, not a plane, a helicopter. Um, I said plane. Uh, two different helicopters he was on. One guy drove his helicopter on a trailer from Alabama to Texas, and he got to ride in that plane, or yeah. I keep saying plane, in that helicopter, and then uh, there was one there at the, like, guide place um but yeah and so i asked him i was like so how much meat did you bring home and he's like yeah they don't land they don't land and pick it up nope. like they just leave them out there i'm like oh man that's such a waste um morally questionable and well and people some people are afraid of wild hog to eat it mm-hmm. um but i've watched plenty of of other people that have harvested them and it's and it's good it's, it's definitely not like what we eat as an american pig right for sure for sure but with like bacon prices rising if you could just say you know hey we can get wild hog bacon two pounds or two dollars a pound cheaper and you could figure out a way to like market it and get it out there you could actually you could probably make some bank yeah people are i mean like why why is everyone so worried about the food i mean those those hogs once they're like eight weeks old can get pregnant and they can have like 10 more hogs in like six weeks it's like they're, they're like worse than bunnies i'm surprised how much you know about hogs i'm this is exciting for me well they're just so interesting when i found out that the only difference between a feral pig and a not feral pig is a fence mm-hmm. and pigs give no craps about fences they will go under them over them through, through them. them yeah um and then within weeks not months they will go through a physiological change where they will have elongated snouts because they need them for rooting. Their tusks will form that where they didn't have tusks before, and they will have this long, shaggy coat yeah. like a like a war hog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it, and just because they real they realize, oh, I, I need to hunt a lot. I'm and I'm going to be um, opportunistic, and I'm an omnivore. So, whatever you got, man, I'm eat, I'm eating anything you got that grows to the root. And I'm looking for bugs while I'm at it. And then I'm just going to eat everything else. And I'm going to so, eat all the hogs you're leaving behind. They're invasive. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. They're, they, they become evil <laughs> and, so, and so, scary and, looking. And they're actually, they're, they're moving up the United States as well. Yeah, they're coming so, before us. So they haven't hit Montana yet, but it's almost inevitable. Yeah, they'll, they're, they're, it is inevitable because I think their genetics are such that 
they're just survivors. They're yep. going to figure out what type of coat they need, and they will grow it, yep. and they will live here in the snow. Yep. And they, we'll can have, just, they can just tell their DNA, we need you to do something different here. It seems that way. Yeah. You know, and, and um, there's so much, they're so, they're so alarmingly like us. You know what I mean? Like well, that's the, what they use when, they're, when you're practicing surgery and stuff. That's what yeah. doctors use is, is dead pigs. And they say that that's probably what we taste like, very close. <laughs> yep. They even call us the long pig. Long pig. If yep. I remember that episode of Archer correctly. Yep, long pig. There you go. Okay. That's, it's not just on Archer, many movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually think the uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean movie mentions it as well. Okay, they name it long. Okay. Long so, pig. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, you know, I'm like, why? I, I just feel like we are... We're, we're too um, beholden to what we think we need for breakfast or what we have to have. Like we have to have that type of cow mm-hmm. or nothing. Or, yep. You know what I mean? Yep. When most of the world eats goat and, and drinks goat milk. Like yeah. we are the weird ones. But mm-hmm. we're like, but we have to have what we want, you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, as a, as a person who never really used to like onions... I mean, now I love them. So, I mean, it's just an acquired taste. I'll learn yeah. to like war hog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I want to call it a war hog. Now. I don't yeah. know what the... Uh, wild hog. I seem like I know some about them. I only know the scary parts about them. So, I don't know the names of... It. So there's a there's a, actually a couple Meat Eater episodes, but there's one in particular down in Texas where there's a guy that traps them. Um, Is he the hog apologist? I think I've seen a, a heard a, a, a... Or maybe that's a nickname of his, the hog apologist possibly pig, pig, I, I can't pig. confirm or deny that okay but he makes these traps and then um traps the pigs and does he s- like them or is he wanting no, to eradicate no 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 he eats like they, they then go off to be butchered and um so he tries he tries to get them so he, he has agreements with private landowners to get the the hogs off mm-hmm. um the butchers will only take them if they're like a hundred pounds or more oh but you'll catch like a mom and seven piglets, and all the piglets are sixty or under, right? They're 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 so, so he just kind of has to like get rid of those somehow. Mm-hmm. I think those ones he like keeps for himself or something. I can't remember. Grows them fatter or something? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't. I don't know. That would be a good idea. Yeah. You know, just grow them bigger. Yeah. But um, he's like, I'll never be out of a job on this yeah. one ranch. Mm-hmm. I will never be out of a job, mm-hmm. and and he's trapping thousands a year. And and so you could learn a lot about hogs just by watching that episode. And then um, there's there's some other stuff out there, but um, yeah, it's it, there's actually like uh, Texas. There's more captive. I can't remember if it's lions or tigers in Texas than there is in the rest of the world. Texans are just those. So there's there's more captive whatever. It's lions or tigers. Yeah. Than there is wild. Lions or tigers. There's so many tiger kings in Texas. Yeah, and, and there's there's actually quite a few really cool animals in Texas that are wild now that are not native to the United States. Right. Um, that would be fun to go down there and hunt. So yeah, we should probably take like a month off and uh, go down to Texas. So. I have some friends in Galveston. We were supposed to go visit those guys. Um, Tim and Pam. Ugh, hilarious people that were uh, working with us at the Act Normal Theater. Um, theater troupe, dinner theater troupe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they live now in Galveston, Texas. Beautiful. Oh, it just looks like uh, Bob's Burger and Wonder Wharf. You know what I mean? There's like, right. they're right on the, oh, there's an island. And then there's like a little, I don't know, old timey fair thing. 
I don't know if there's hogs around Galveston though, but I mean, I just feel like <laughs> well, we'd be closer than we are right now, and we got to drive all the way through if we're going to drive. So I mean, we yeah. can maybe kill some hogs on the way. We maybe po- may- podcast the whole way. Maybe they're like know. wolves. You know, like we hate wolves so much. Like people are just trying to like kill them. I don't hate wolves. I we, don't. We either. had the we had this talk on the previous I love podcast. Wolves, by the I way. actually like wolves. Have you ever had a friend uh, that that owned wolves? Mm-mm. I had a friend that owned wolves in. Uh, Boulder City and um, Nevada, and it, it's eerie. It's like just eerie. You know when you see a dog like, like a Great Dane or an Irish Wolfhound or one of these huge animals like a dog, mm-hmm. and you look in their eyes and you're like, I, this has human eyes. This is kind <laughs> of creepy. You're yeah. like looking at me. Yeah. Um, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. And so, like, just, I have to be careful because the, the hunting community is so bipolar when it comes to wolves but like um yes there are some wolves that are bad they they actually say that they brought the wrong when they reintroducing wolves they brought the wrong ones in they're the bigger they're more aggressive more Canadian aggressive yeah, yeah. they've they you know they've got it on film that they'll kill f- not to eat just for fun just for fun and mm-hmm. so yeah they're, they're damaging there's areas in idaho where like it has changed mm-hmm. the hunting in those areas and they need to take wolves out but there's other areas where, you know, the wolves have, have, are finding a balance. I think that uh, we actually do a really good job with the North American model for conservation. And if people would just allow the biologists, the people that go to school for this to decide, mm. like we'd be able to manage the wildlife in a very good way. But people don't like hearing this dog-like thing gets hunted. They don't like hearing mm-hmm. that their teddy bear gets hunted. And a lot of people have the wrong image of what hunting is too. They think that when you shoot a bear you're just getting it for the, the bear rug, mm-hmm. right? Which I absolutely would love a bear rug. Mm-hmm. I'm more excited, though, to have the bear lard, um, the fat, mm-hmm. the fat off the bear. I'm so excited that I'll get a bear someday, and I'll get to render the fat, and I'm going to make my first ever, I've never made it before, pie crust. But I've heard that the best pie crust comes from bear lard. Whoa. And so like, I'm so excited for that. And then the meat, you can eat the meat as well. Like, and, and it's good. And you, especially if you, any game meat, you can grind up Uh and turn into like ground burger, right? Mm -hmm. You mix a little fat in there with um, bear. You don't have to, but you, with other game, you can't eat their fat. It doesn't taste good. So you cut out the fat and then you add in beef fat. Um, And so like it, it tastes fine. Nice. Like, and you can put it in spaghetti, tacos. Like, we just literally made beer tonight that we, we mixed in. Anyway, so there's a lot There's a lot that goes into the politics of, of wolves, of grizzlies, of um, these uh, charismatic large game animals, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have to be careful. I do like wolves. Yeah. I like, I like all animals that, that should be on the planet should have a space mm-hmm. and we should be able to then, um, as, as intelligent creatures <laughs> protect them and, and, you know, save them from themselves. If they were to just kill everything, they wouldn't have food anymore and they wouldn't exist. So we have to like protect them from doing that. And sometimes in protecting the wolves, we end up hurting them. And so, yeah, anyway, that's a whole long bunny trail just to say that I like wolves, um, but they can they can still cause problems, and hogs are similar. And I, I think there's a way to to manage that. Oh, we could have them fight each other. That would be it, right there. I mean, so those that's are, our thing. Those are big animals. 
Yeah, just like we used to fight like the the scorpions and the camel spiders in Iraq. And they're we intelligent. Have, we have the hogs and wolves go Whoa. at it. Yeah. A pack of wild hogs versus a pack of wolves. The wolves are winning, but it'd be fun. I mean, you can't count them out though. Those are big. Those are well, big. Well, I think I think what you'd have to do is Henry, like, and they'd learn too after the first couple of fights, you know? The well, wolves you, would you, win, first of all. They'd, like, they'd just win. Yeah. You know, because they'd probably never even had to fight a wolf before. Right. But then they'd learn. The survivors would go back and they'd be like, okay, here's what they do. I just yeah. think that they would like dig some sort of trench of spikes. <laughs> well, you could, I think what you could, you, you could do is like, let's say you had like a pack of eight wolves. You put them against 30 wild hogs, right? Oh, like yeah. you just make the numbers a little, like just not edge it, just try to make it even as possible. Like, oh, the yeah. wolves easily kill these 10 wild hogs. So let's double it. Yeah. Cause see where, it, see where it goes. They use know? cunning wolves. You know, they're not just brute force. They're not just big big animals i mean they 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 hunt in a in a pack for a reason right you know? yeah so who knows I don't so know. so I, I have a friend i've never i i, I bought a, a wolf tag a couple times but i've never seen a wolf like i've mm-hmm. never even seen one in the wild but uh, i've seen tracks um when i've been following elk tracks i'll walk you know i don't know however far and then all of a sudden there's wolf tracks in it and i just turn around like they're better hunters than me so, oh, you yeah. know, like, oh, if, if you see wolf tracks on your elk tracks, don't keep stalking those elk. <laughs> the wolves are going to win. Uh, <laughs> but I have a buddy that hunts wolves, and he's, like, probably the best elk hunter I know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a friend of mine. I know lots of good elk hunters, like, at least through social media. But this one, like, I know him, and he's probably one of the best I know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wolves are a hundred times harder than elk. And elk are hard. Yeah. And okay. he's like, to, to hunt wolves, if you were walking five miles a day for elk or 10, like triple it. You got to walk 30 for wolves because they cover so much ground. They have amazing nose, eyes, ears, and they, they're in packs. And so, if, you know, if you, if you get up to an elk and there's just one on the ridge and it sees you, it might just go over the ridge into the pack and feel safe again because it's in the, the herd of elk, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you did that to a wolf, all of them are gone. Because like, they're talking. They're like, hey, you know, they trust that wolf. Uh-huh. And when he says, hey, danger is coming, we're out, right? They're like, oh, there is. Let's go. And so a lot of people, like, trapping is a better method for wolves. And then uh, and then a lot of people, it's just chance. So just like me, like, I was in an area. I knew that there were wolves when I was hunting elk. And so I just bought a wolf tag in case, mm-hmm. in case I saw a wolf. And, and I don't know if I would shoot one. Ah, I would. I mean, what if he looked at you? was like right. well that's the thing is like i, I love dogs yeah, like a moment and so like i don't know if like a, a wolf is a couple hundred yards out and i look down there and i'm like this reminds me of my my dog yeah. you know because like it's not easy we've talked about this before but it's not easy to kill an animal mm-hmm. that's the hardest part of it is like knowing you're getting ready to take this life and then you walk up and you know sometimes they're still not dead you have to give them a couple seconds maybe a couple minutes sometimes you have a bad shot and they're wounded and you have to go then and shoot it again and you feel bad about wounding an animal or hurting an animal and uh yeah and so like that's the hardest part and then to do it with something that you know we've as humans have like evolved to coexist with you know these dogs it, it, i think it would be similar to you I have cats as well, but I'm not as close to cats as I am dogs, but like hunting a bobcat or a yeah, mountain lion. Yeah, like a small cat. Like, yeah, yeah bobcats like bob are small cat. or yeah, lynx, yeah. you know. Yeah, it'd be weird, you know. I should take more pictures of my little cat, by the way. 
I'm I'm loving having this this little kitty that we got. Your wife has posted a few things mm-hmm. on Instagram about it, and I've I've enjoyed them. Right? Is it? I mean, I haven't seen them because I suck at Instagram. Yeah. Currently, you're gonna get better. Yeah, I'm gonna get better. Um, but I just, it's it's been this weird thing because I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm just not one of those pet people. You know, I'm not like, oh, here's my little sugar fluffy nuts yeah and i you know i'm not one of these i don't know i don't i'm I'm not one of these overly gregarious into loving my pets person until i got this kitty and he like wobbles around all drunk like and Mm -hmm. he wobbles his head like this when he gets excited right for for first time listeners the cat has ch is what it's called yeah cerebellum hyperplasia and it, it it makes the the cats are fine mm-hmm. like health wise, but it doesn't look like they are. They right. they walk around drunk. They oftentimes can't jump. They can't like mm-hmm. go kill a mouse um, mm-hmm. unless that mouse comes up to them. You and know, he falls over a lot, and so they're really hard cats to adopt out. Mm-hmm. And Joe's family has grown attached to cats with CH, and so this kitten you have, you're not giving it alcohol. It, no. it has this. Um, this yeah. disease yeah. called CH has a condition. And so this kitten, it walks around drunk mm-hmm. and yeah. And, um, also has like a perfect heart on its side. Like, mm. like it's not just the angle sometimes like it's a, it's a heart. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like, uh, like a shape, you know, like it's, it's like, a, like a gray cat, right? It's an all kind of whitish cat with like oh, a white cat. very dark blackish gray heart, you know, like right in it. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, it's not. It's not like a Rorschach. Like, oh, I can kind of see a heart there if right, you look at it right. just right. No, it's like, it's like uh, the My Little Pony cutie mark for, <laughs> for you bronies out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I love this cat. Anyways, I see this cat, and the second I see it, I scoop it up and I just like start nuzzling it with mm. my nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And any other cat in the world. Would just like scratch your ever loving eyes out and be like, get, get out of my face. Like, right. or maybe give you a couple seconds. Yeah. Like, okay, you can hug me or you can pet me for a second. Mm-hmm. This cat like lays into your arm, relaxes even more, would, would even kind of bump noses with your nose back, mm. maybe even hold you, hold your little, hold your little chin with its paws in mm. a loving kind of like way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This cat is from heaven. I swear. This cat is like, I'm like I'm just like one of these pet people now. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm like nuzzling him. It split your heart in twain. It my heart, my cold heart has been split in twain. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. And every time I'm doing it, I'm like I should be taking a video of this cute little cat. I don't know. I don't. I'm just like trying to live the moment. You know, I can't. So that's my problem. Can't take I'm always like, I should take my camera out, and then I'm like, no, like live in the moment. Live in the moment. <clears throat> But yeah. then you're not sharing it. You're not sharing it with everybody else so they can live in your moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, and if you want to promote yourself as a musician, you you have to take cute videos of your cat. Yeah. I'm going to try. So I've been setting up my little studio space where I can, I guess what's been holding me back is being able to capture quality sound. Because mm-hmm. when I'm at a live show, I, I put a, a specially designed speaker right behind me so that I can hear everything. And I, and it sounds, and it sounds uh, just it sounds regular to me sounds good mm-hmm. but then when you do that with headphones on in a studio space everything all of a sudden sounds very uh dry or very um like um 
like styrofoam, like lifeless, and, yeah. it, and it doesn't it doesn't create a good performance, you know. So I'm like, ugh, I don't know. Do I sound like this when I'm being recorded? <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I'm not very confident, and so I, I but I was like, you know, I, I, there's plenty of people out there doing it, and so I'm just gonna do a little research, figure out the software, figure out the microphones, figure out whatever I need to do, and this put myself out there a little more, do do some cover songs, upload them, and uh, just try to improve my game just a little bit. And so so with this, uh, you're not being so good at Instagram. I, I in our show notes, um, at the very bottom, I always put find the show on Facebook or Instagram. And, uh-huh. the, and the link is to our Facebook or Instagram for the show. Uh-huh. Um, and then I say find Joe. And the link that is your name, if you click on it, is your Instagram. Whoa. I've never put your Facebook. I'm like, nope, they're going to his Instagram. Got to see something. He's yeah. going to have to. I'm, I'm like, and trying to encourage you through mm-hmm. this, that, that mm-hmm. if that's where people are going, you got to be there. Yeah. And why not show people what I can do? Like I do this live constantly. You're going to walk into a room two days a week and see me do this thing. Why can't I just like do a little, at least a one minute snippet of a song, right? That people like the right. one minute. And, if, time and if you have like friends on Facebook that have been questioning you know, oh, I don't really want to drive all the way over to the halftime, but you yeah. then play a song for them and they see it a couple times over a few weeks. Like, you know what? Like, I kind of want to listen to Joe tonight while I'm eating my burger. Yeah, or maybe, oh, I didn't know he played songs like this. I thought he did all only Irish drinking music. Right, because when you and I um, rejoined this year and, and rekindled our relationship, that's what I thought you were doing was uh, was Irish pub music. Yeah. I mean, I, it's weird to try them now. Like, I don't play any Irish music, right? And so, yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure everybody knows your brand, your your flavor. I I have to go back to the the um, sheriff's department interview real quick, and and just clarify that if there's any confusion out there that I don't like police officers, please like that's not what I was trying to communicate. Um, not just not like those those four definitely yeah those four <laughs> definitely bugged me. It took me a couple days to like um, be able to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine again and feel okay. Um, I'm totally fine now. I love police officers. I love law enforcement. I love uh, first responders. Like everybody, no matter what job you have, there's going to be the bad eggs there. Out of the four people that were there, only yeah. two of them actually said anything. The other two that were there just kind of were sitting there. Um, the one yeah. guy that like walked me back and forth, he just sat there. He never said anything. And then there was a guy in between the two that he was wearing like a, like a fuzzy vest. Like he, they said, we all dressed up for you. But I looked at that guy when he said that. And the guy just kind of looked back at me like, uh, like, like they did, you know, <laughs> he kind of gave me the eye, like they dressed up for this, but like, I just came from a fire. I threw on the non smoky smelling clothes, you know, that I had, mm-hmm. um, and so anyway, I have I have the utmost respect, even for the Cascade County Sheriff's Department. They have done a great job of, of rebranding themselves, of, of being formative members of our community. Um, and so I'm not asking any of you to to write your congressman or, you know, do anything. If you have any emotion over this, it should just be that uh, kind of how Joe closed it out. Like, what, what should you learn? Mm. And it's hard sometimes to learn. Like, you want to point and blame. You want to say it's their fault. It's not my fault for not wearing a tie. It's not my fault for maybe I could have asked somebody, you know, hey, what are the dress requirements? But that's not a question that I've ever thought of. And so, like, I learned that. But it's hard to say, like, I learned a lesson. It's easier to say they did me wrong. Yeah. 
And so what I want everyone to hear is um, the universe, God gave me a sign that I didn't need to be at the sheriff's department. It's a very clear sign. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for police officers. So we can move on. We can move on now. I just, I, I didn't want to interrupt what you're saying, but I was like, you know, the, somebody might be confused if they listen to this. And like, does Brian hate sheriffs? Yeah, no. I don't. I, um, Sheriff Slaughter, I, I, he's also a busy guy. There was a huge fire here in town. Yeah. They also had a polar plunge last week. He probably which, gets a lot know, of unhappy emails. A right. Day. And I, it could have gone to his junk for oh, some reason, for sure, you know? Sure. And so there's many reasons that he may not have, when him and I communicated previously, it was over Facebook and because I got removed from this interview because of what I was wearing, I was like, well, the professional way to let him know what happened is not through Facebook Messenger. Mm. And so I wanted to make sure I wrote him an email so that it like came across, you know, more professional than a Facebook message. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh. And so, yeah. So I had an idea for what we can do because I was thinking about uh, reaching out to the mayor, you know, and I was like, not about this almost kind of oh, kind of okay. uh, on that that note of like how to how to reach back out and communicate you know to the sheriff's department or locally how to participate be, uh, participate maybe in another way and i was thinking about reaching out to the um the mayor and i was like you know that's not that's not professional you know or maybe that's i don't know he's a nice guy you could probably just call him up you know what I mean? he's, right. he's probably has a listed number but i was thinking you know what i should do because I've, I've done this research before a couple of years ago i thought how can i get um, how can I get involved? And it it just didn't occur to me as we're talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, let's call the mayor. Yeah. When I know, well, there's there's things called um, city council. No, no, I'm city council meetings. There's like neighborhoods. So like our neighborhoods are all in little districts, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. and we we all have a number. So we might be in the same one, or we might be in two different ones. Two yeah. different ones. Yeah. But what they'll they meet once a month in one of these, maybe a house, maybe the local little school over there. But I know that they meet a certain evening. You know, it's like the second, let's say Thursday. I can't remember what it is. But I think what we should do is go participate in one of these meetings. Because I'm always thinking about it. And when I'm like, you know, it takes me a while to, to, to bring new ideas to the to the um, table. But when I'm usually when I'm like, okay, I'm, go- I'm going, I, you know, I open up my my laptop and I, I look for the meeting and I'm like, I'm going, I'm putting this on my calendar and they always take a break all summer. So I don't, <laughs> I don't ever think about it until like May, June. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, you just last, you missed the last one yesterday. That was last night. Oh, dang it. Yeah. And so then I don't think about it all summer. I'm just like, Oh, dang it. I'll think about it this fall. And now we're in December. Right. And you <laughs> haven't thought about it until right now. And I'm thinking about like, well, you know, <sighs> Jesse Slaughter is going to be at one of these meetings. You might see him again just through like oh rub, I know I know I will rub, I I rubbing will. elbows yeah, yeah and I think if we got just if we just got like in with these things in with these like I wish I could just the neighborhood neighborhood city council meetings or whatever they're called um Dis- think, district nine you're, um, you're right on the I could probably just look it up but I'm not going to but I think that that's what we should do I think we should get involved that way planning. Because it's not like we couldn't meetings. help in sheriffy ways. I mean, there's probably like neighborhood watches, um, other issues of like crime and things like that that we as um, concerned neighbors all coming together can, you know, have a chance to talk about. And then from those meetings, that's when one of the people, one of the elected leaders of said meetings, they go take then what we've discussed to the city council meetings. Right. And to be discussed or brought up in that way. Yeah. And so when they, they want to legalize having chickens, 
which they get, should do. It gets brought up in the district <laughs> meetings, then it gets brought up in the, and then it gets, you know, I, be- I believe so. I've never yeah. seen it done. I've only done this very easy to do um, surface level research and never followed through like many things that I, like the sentence that I'm just tra- trailing off and dot, dot. So anyways, um, that kind of made me think like uh, the communication thing, like how do we reach out? How do we know? And I'm like, you know what? We should just be rubbing elbows like everybody else. We're f- You're nearly in your 40s now there, sonny boy. <laughs> right. And I am in, I'm well within my early 40s. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 30s still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still it, got a few months. It feels different so soon. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so I think what we need to do to close out this podcast is I had an idea. Um, and we could save it for next podcast, but you brought the ukulele. Okay. And um, what I, my mother-in-law is in town and my, my wife's sister, her eldest sister, who you met when you came over to the house. Um, they listened to uh, a podcast. Today we went to White Sulphur Springs and we went to this, uh, and there's a hot spring there. We went and sat in the hot springs, and um, we ate at Bar 47, which is, if you're ever in White Sulphur Springs, that's where you need to eat. Um, Great burgers. Um, My sister-in-law had uh, some kind of mac and cheese with meat in it that she said was was the bomb. Uh, So anyway, uh, that's what we did. And so on the way there, they listened to, we listened to a podcast. It was our uh, Thanksgiving special. And, uh, and then on the way back, they were talking, but if I don't have like, I can't hear very well in a vehicle. Right. And so they were talking, I couldn't really hear much. So like somehow this song got stuck in my head and I thought it'd be a cool thing to talk about on the podcast. Like what kind of, what are the worst kind of songs to get stuck in your head? Or like, what, what, what are some of the worst songs that like stay there? You're not proud of them. You can't get rid of them. And so I'm going to start off. <laughs> It wasn't a dog barking. He wanted to start off. Yeah. So Ruth was going to start off. Um, I'm going to start off with um, Achy Breaky Heart. Uh, So it was, don't tell my heart, my achy breaky heart. I just don't think and understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy breaky heart, might blow up and kill his man. Woo! Mm-hmm. And so those words kept repeating in my head for for long minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in in the car as they were talking about. I'm sure interesting things that I would have loved to partake in the conversation. I just couldn't hear. Yeah. And so that song just cycled through my head. And then I thought, if you had, if there was a song that we brought up that you're like, you know, I might be able to like throw a tune together for this that it would be fun for our listeners. To to you want me to sing "Achy Breaky Heart." Can you? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. I want to hear it with the ukulele. You notice how I'm saying ukulele, right? We all appreciate that. Yeah. Ka-chung. Nope. Uh, my tuner's still on. Ooh, there uh, we go. There we yeah. go. Sounds a little... Sounds a little trebly. Let me turn down the treble. <laughs> I didn't notice the difference. Oh, there we go. I noticed the difference there. Okay. Okay. Uh, I 
And the whole idea with this is actually kind of like a practical joke. Like the end of our podcast is the whole purpose of this is I want a, a silly song stuck in somebody's head after they've listened. I don't know if I want to do this to myself. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. I just don't think you'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, my blow up and kill this man. That was good. That was good. Okay, we need more. We need more. What are some songs that have been stuck in your head before? Oh, I don't and I'm know. talking. They've got to be like, like what makes it a bad song to get stuck in your head? I think that's one. Like, like if it's Billy Ray Cyrus, maybe Miley. Is it? A, is there a Miley song? Um, Party in the USA. I don't know. You know, when I was a little kid, I I got um, the Smurf song stuck in my head. Just what's, the just the melody. What's the Smurf melody? La 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 la. Okay, all right, all right. That's terrible. Now that you mentioned that, I think of. Did you ever watch Lamb Chops? Oh, yeah. So there's there's two songs in Lamb Chops. It's lamb chops, play along, where kids come to play along, and I don't know the rest of the words of the song. Uh-huh. And then there's also, they ended every show with, this is the song that never uh, ends. That's the one that sucks. And it goes on and on, my friend. Uh-huh. Some, Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because this is a song that never ends. Dum, 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 dum. Yes. Okay, now that's three, four, four songs. Awful songs. Awful songs. I remember that song specifically, and I was like, oh, no, not again. I'm right. going to have this in my head forever. And I loved Lamb Chops. It was hilarious. Right. And then that song would come on and my brother and I being the annoying young boys that we were would just run around the the house singing it. Okay. I I wish I had more songs that that, like, because songs, it's, Ooh, excuse me. Stuck in my head all the time. Okay. Here's one. Um, (laughs) This is completely different though. And I don't think this is one that you're going to be able to play on the ukulele. Okay. Um, I've got, Oh, oh, I just got it. I got it. I've got hoes. Mm. I've got hoes in different area codes. Yeah. Area codes. Hoes. <laughs> um, anytime someone says, or even if I read it, uh-huh. like, what's your area code? You're like, oh, no. Boom. It's there. <laughs> got 909 and 213, mm-hmm. 415 coming at me. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I make up my own lyrics as it goes along. That happens to me every time anyone mentions anything about anyone's butt being <laughs> big or not, you know, right. and then liking it. Yep. Yep. And then you'd have to sing it. And you can't lie. <laughs> no, you can't. And you can't not say that and line. Other brothers can't deny. <sighs> when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Becky. Look, Look at her butt. butt. It is so 
big. She looks she like, looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. girlfriends. <laughs> I like that that's in the song. Right. right. <laughs> There's a little skit at the beginning of the song, just to let you know. Remember when they used to do the skits at the beginning of the songs? Yes, I remember when they used to talk. Like if you had a gr- if you had the guy who had a bass voice in your group of singers, yeah, there would always be the time where he'd be like, "Hey, girl, this is, <laughs> this is the part where I tell you I really miss you, baby." And then they go back to the song, right, right, <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness, back uh, not Backstreet Boys, um, Boys to Men. I feel like that was something that they did. Oh, every time that was right? like their recipe, right? Yeah, Boys to Men. ABC, BBD, the East Coast family. Never skipped a beat. Nah. Nah. <laughs> you knew the nah. You knew the nah. <laughs> well, that was my favorite. Actually, that was the first CD I ever um, received in my life. Oh, wow. was Cooley High Harmony. So those songs are very well in- embedded oh, in my so brain. Oh, so much. Because like that's the first time I learned what acapella was. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And knowing that like you could just take four people and you don't need any instruments and you could make magic. It was my favorite thing to do in choir. Yeah, Boys to Men taught me that. And so like I got into choir mm-hmm. and I know I went to a state tournament or something like mm-hmm. singing a Boys to Men song. Oh, we all did. Yeah. I remember and, that was the thing. Um. Oh, there was another song that I would sing too. I yeah. think a lot of people know. Um, oh, it talks about the fishing pole. Oh man, I just lost it. It's not stuck in my head. Gotcha. Um, okay, so because of the fishing pole, I got another one though. Mm-hmm. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt, got a little crazy, but we never got caught. Down by the river on a Friday night. Pyramid cans in a pale moonlight. Talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan, just living for a minute. Yeah. I was stuck on the bus for 45 minutes in Montana. So those songs are, I'll never get rid of them. <laughs> so only 45 minutes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You meant every day. Every day. I thought you meant just there was a one 45 minute no. period in your life no, where you were stuck on a bus. And because it was in Montana, nope. you know all the songs now. No, there are other ones that I know and I will always know. I don't even know who write, who wrote this or who sings it, but it's a. me as I did you, boss, if I die, Lord, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go tonight. If my boots up with sand, put a stiff drink in my hand, wrap me up as I did you, boss, if I die. I'll never not know that song. Did you ever ever hear the auctioneer? Mm. Um. Uh, I, I got it. If I can, if I can start it. Hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'll give anything to make you mine. Oh, mine. I'll do your bidding and be at your beck and call. That's called the auctioneer. Yeah. <laughs> a dear bidding. Never seen it. anyone looking so fine, man. I got to have her. She's a one of a kind. She's an eight. Or, I recognize it, but it wasn't. She's a nine. Ten, I know. Oh, man, I lost it. I, I recognize it, it, but that song never did me any harm. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are certain songs that, um, that, that have an apology that they need to give me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, if I can think of any more, I'll let you know. But man, that rocked me up beside the jukebox. I could kill whoever I wrote don't that song. like that song at all. At it, first, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny because he died. And then you're just going to like 
put the corpse up next to the, you know. Right, right. It's kind of cool. Like, is, weirdly, I feel like at Montana weddings, that's at every wedding reception. Yeah. I feel like it's at every wedding reception. Ooh, maybe that's why I won't do weddings anymore. Like, I was on my way to having a wedding business. Right. I have all the stuff. Yeah. I have a fog machine. Right. And I just can't bring myself to just thinking about playing that song for people. Thinking about doing it one time mm-hmm. or one every now and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, sure. No problem. Hey, fine. But <sighs> week in and week out of that song yeah. and songs like it. And if you like that song, stop listening to us. Just, I mean, it's. Yeah, because there's no way we're good if you also like that song. I don't know if that's. I mean, you can't. Sh- I don't know. It's fine. I just, it's too much for me. Like, no, I'm judging everyone that likes it. I'm, I'm not quite so judgmental. Yeah, but I am. I, it makes, it gives me physical pain to listen to and perform, and even to put like look up that song, or songs like that, and then push play, and then, and then go through the work of listening to it. And go, oh, does that sound good enough? And then make a little adjustments. I don't want to do any of that. I just, yeah. no. I work on so many other things. That's what I realized. I have a love of so many other things. And, and not that song. Not songs like that. Yeah, yeah. achy, breaky, rocking up beside jukebox stuff you know, <laughs> on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, I feel like, okay, so there's a South Park episode where Cartman makes fun, not, yeah, he makes fun of Christian music. Oh, yeah, I remember and that how, one. like, he could just make Christian music. He just turned any love song and just tell people it's about God or Jesus instead of saying it's about this, you know. Change all the babies to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? And you just change all the lyrics. But I think, like, you could almost do that. Like, you almost just wrote a song when you said my achy, breaky, jukebox Chattanooga. Yeah. Like, you almost just wrote a song. That would be a funny style of music, just to, like, try to mash all of the stereotypical nonsense from the 90s and just mm-hmm. put it all in a song. Mm-hmm. And then I'll realize after doing that that that's been done a hundred times, most likely. <laughs> Some guy was like, no kidding. What do you think we're doing in Nashville every day, bro? It's like our whole thing. You have, like, some mafia that, like, comes up to your house. They knock on your door, and they're like, you need to stop making these um, parody videos. Yeah. Well, this because is, this, this is, is literally what we're doing. This is this is our genuine music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. People people still be buying this. <laughs> Didn't Weird Al Yankovic come out on his Twitter and said, uh, hey, everyone needs to stop giving me compliments for my new Kid Rock mo- uh, Kid Rock song and video. That's actually Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care who you are. I haven't even heard the song, but I was like, that is funny. <laughs> so so that, that song came into my head while, while we've been talking about, and I've been thinking in the back of my head, like what other songs... Kid Rock songs get stuck, you know, ball with the ball, the bang, the bang. Oh, that was the worst for a while. Good for the two weeks that you heard it, and you're like, Mm. okay, enough, guys. My name is Kid. And he says Kid for like half the song. So long. Kid Rock. And you used to like jam and like headbang to it. And like, and then like three weeks later, you're like, this song's on again. Yeah, and I I used to think of Kid Rock as like this cool guy that I would Mm. want to emulate. And now I, I look at him now, and I'm like, what was ever cool about him? What a, right. He figured out how to write a couple good songs. Yep. And I bet you not on his own. Yeah, probably not. You know, I'm just saying. And now like has like he can just like make a house whenever he wants to. Like build me a house over there. Yeah, cuz I mean, I mean when you listen to those and I want to be able to have a live champ- chimpanzee like in it. 
Yeah, and I want to be faded all the time. <laughs> and my, I want my opinion to matter, though, on the things that I am not educated upon. Right. That's pretty much the American dream. Like, I want to weigh in on things that I don't know nothing about, and I want my opinion to be respected, though. Literally why I wanted to do a podcast. I'm saying. Yeah. That's what people are respecting yeah. what we're yeah. I'm now right an, now. I'm an, I'm an authority. Well, we're authorities on talking bull crap <laughs> basically to each other and recording right. it for people right uh what about what about what about limp biscuit you got any anything there i mean i can't think of their songs but i know that i want them to go away okay um are there any bad eminem songs to get stuck in your head i'm thinking of all this 90s music right now. most of them yeah i'm not a big eminem i used to be i can't say that i've never liked eminem right i was definitely into that some of that stuff but then um i then took a Made a 180. Yeah, so so all of us that are in our like late 30s, early 40s right now, if you played an Eminem song from one of his first three albums, we all could probably do most of the lyrics. Yeah, as as good as if it was a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air intro song. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on a playground (laughs) where I spent most of Uh my days chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool when I was shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who Mm -hmm. were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. Really? I got in one little fight. (laughs) My mom got scared. She said, You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't That's even ready it. for it. I had to right. think. I was like, were, I know every word. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. <coughs> Does not matter. Which is so weird at this age. It's so weird that we have, we are, we know so much rap. And I have taken probably three years of Spanish and like mucho and grande are about all I got. And you know how many times I have sang that song uh, that Sublime sings, and in the middle of it, there's a bunch of Spanish, you know. Um, and oh, it's what a song, what and song it, is it? Mucho gusto, me llamo Bradley. I'm hornier than Ron Jeremy. And in the middle of it, there's a really long Spanish part that a lot of people know. I mean, it's I mean, it's such a popular song. Okay, and I play that song. Uh huh. And instead of just learning the Spanish, and mm-hmm. I've taken tons of Spanish too. Like I, right, I know a right, lot of it. Right. I never did. I just decided, you know what? This kind of sounds like a Snoop Dogg song. So I'm going to mash them. And some people are like, wow, Joe, you are an artist. You, yeah. you have <laughs> yeah. definitely done a good thing here. Yeah. How smart yeah. of you. Some people want to see harm come to my face. <laughs> like they want to bring harm to my face and throat area because I took out that thing that they wanted to get on the mic right. and now show me how to do, right. which I understand. I mean, of course you would. It's the right way to do it. And you're expecting a professional musician like myself who is yeah. <laughs> taking yeah. the time to learn half the damn song anyways would take the extra money. So, go the extra so mile, when, when, when you do that song, that's when you switch to the Snoop Dogg song? Every time. What's Snoop Dogg song? Lottie Dottie. We likes to potty. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We're just some people who are on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. Well, there's some something people. about uh, the live, live edit that I do. Oh, instead mm-hmm. of saying the F word in most songs, mm-hmm. My favorite thing is to replace it with fornicate. Oh. Because I'm taking that unisyllabic word mm-hmm. and and putting in a 
multisyllabic? I don't know what the... <laughs> a trisyllabic. More than one syllabic word to replace it. So. Syllabic sounds like what my dog does when he knows it's dinner time. Stop syllabin. <laughs> Stop syllabicating. <laughs> yeah, so it's my favorite thing to, you know, people are like, oh, this is the part of the song where... They say the F word. Is he going to do... Because I see people looking at me. Yeah. Right? They'll be like, like uh-oh, is he... What, are you really going to be playing this song in yeah. public? There's yeah. kids in here. I always say fornicate. Oh, that's beautiful. And then people... That's the thing that they really appreciate. When you, yeah. and when when you, you change the when you change the N word to people, people. and the F word to fornicate. Mm-hmm. It's because I, like I care. It. You know, it's because yeah. I care. And also don't want to get beat up in the parking lot. I don't want harm to come to my face <laughs> yeah. and throat area. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> people's eye, when you when you do the wrong thing with with people's cherished music, because Sublime for a lot of people is like a Nirvana or a Rolling Stone mm-hmm. or something or, mm-hmm. or or Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, something that if you in, seemingly intentionally insult said music, yeah, you have insulted them, right? And and it, not not just like their the out their outfit that day like who they are to their core right is you what have, you're you messing have with split their heart in twain and so that's why I got to be really funny with the jokes and be like hey, just hey you know just uh, trying I'm my just best up silly here. little joke up yeah, here look at me look how gray my hair is fornicating people I can't even I can't even afford hair dye <laughs> <laughs> what a what a fornication raw deal I got. <laughs> What about what about Christmas songs? Oh, I don't. There's no better Christmas song than. Um, oh, sorry, we're supposed to be doing things we don't like because Christmas songs are like my favorite. Hark! How the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, "Throw cares away." Christmas ding is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Ding dong, ding dong, that is our song with joyful ring, all caroling. Have a merry, 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 merry Christmas. Have a merry, 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 merry Christmas. I like that one too. Daily they ring while people sing songs over like, dear Christmas I, is here. I don't know if there's a Christmas song I don't like. I'm a <sighs> I'm a mutant. Okay, so I don't like Christmas songs. I'm sorry. No one does. Like my my wife starts playing them November 25th. Mm. I'm learning them right now. I'm yeah. learning how to play the jazz version. Well, and and like so I I don't think a lot of people don't like Christmas music. I think almost every like most people do. No, I mean, not in my orbit. Most people are like, rip my ears off, please. Right. And so I think it's a cheap way to sell music. You know, it's just like. That's you know. true. There, you only hear like the f- 10 popular ones. You know, Mariah Carey's one that's been done to death. But I mean, I mean, bless her soul. She, I mean, she's got the most popular Christmas song that's ever been which, recorded wait, ever. Which, which one does she do? Gosh, I don't even know the name of it, but um, I could even just bring it up. I think it's called like "Let It Snow." Don't yell at your phone. I'm gonna I'm a searching it right now, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like mad yeah. right now because like I don't know, I, I don't relate artists to their music a lot of the times, and so like I know who Mariah Carey is. I know what Christmas music is. I don't know which one she's done. I know for a fact I've heard it. Um, oh crap! She's done more. Hold on. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Typing. Oh, all I want for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas is you. Hey, baby. So that song has been covered 
A million times. So she wrote that song? She wrote that song. No joke. Yeah, that's hers. I just gained a whole new respect for Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is otherworldly. Like, she can do notes with her voice that most humans... Right. Even the best singers we have can't touch. Right. Not even close. Yeah. She holds world records, actually. Oh, I didn't know that She's a world record holder for her voice. Notes that no one else can hit. Mm -hmm. And that song is like one of these weird things where she just... And, and she's a worker. She writes her songs. Like, right. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I was listening to a Mariah Carey song when I was younger. Oh, when I was in high school, my dad threw away all my music because uh, it was of the devil. And I could only listen to um, real uh, Christian music. Um, but right. Mariah Carey, she she was okay. Like, she she made the cut. She was in the gray area, even though secular. I mean, it, was, it wasn't like angry sounding. Like, I was into right. rock and yeah. raging against... Various machines back, yeah. in, back in those days. So as long as it sounded wholesome, you know, Dad was okay with it. So the the album I wasn't, I ended up having, but I wasn't allowed to have was the Adam Sandler "They're All Gonna Laugh at You" Whew, album. And like it, I, I I have all of those. It was just a bunch of skits. For people that don't know, Adam Sandler's a comedian, um, and he came out with a. They used to come out with comedy albums, like CDs you could buy. And then he had one where he just did a ton of skits, uh, 16, 17 skits. It was as and then if, there were some songs thrown in. It was as if like YouTube, YouTube, um, before YouTube, like he did like a YouTube album right, of yeah, only yeah. audio You'd be skits. so happy to watch any of these videos on YouTube. Yeah. With the, with the goat. <sighs> you, Hilarious. You button hooked me. Yeah, and and how did he do that so well? And I think that was like, even today, like if we were to listen to something, like how would you even get our attention if there's no video? Right. But then when you go back and listen, you hear like he took the time to put in all the really nice sounding sound effects. Like right. You could hear the hooves. So so even at that point, I respected in, in eighth or ninth grade, I respected the sound effort that he put into writing those skits on there. Because other people were doing things like just doing uh, fairly more simple crank calls, like the Jerky Boys, yep. just calling people yep. up on the phone and recording, and then selling millions of CDs of it. That's why we're all doing this. That's why everyone has a podcast because of the Jerky Boys and <laughs> and and Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler. Yeah. But Adam Sandler, God, I still do that stuff. <gasps> Welcome to Wista. The state charge is a dollar twenty-five per. A dollar twenty-five pa, oh, and it's because we. I had a friend of mine, uh, Dana, that I met in the Marine Corps, and he was from Worcester. Oh, oh. and he and he told me he was like, yeah, we don't say Worcester; it really is Worcester. And I'm like, oh, that's the best. You've given uh, me a gift, you know. That, you've now get passed that gift along. That's a. It, they it's, call it's it no longer a gift; it's a blessing. It's how they talk, man. Oh my goodness, you've blessed Ooh. me with that. Welcome to Worcester. <laughs> oh. oh yeah i'm and telling then, you man. and then like he had he had songs in betwixt the skits mm-hmm. and like lunch lady land mm-hmm. um hoagies and grinders hoagies and grinders navy beans navy beans meatloaf sandwich sloppy joe slop sloppy joe you do <laughs> <laughs> Hilarity. And so I need to tell everybody we have not practiced any of this previously. No. All of this delicious harmony you're hearing in your ears mm-hmm. is is at the moment mm-hmm. that it's happening. We're just like 
we're walking around our memory, our musical memory, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, here's a deep ocean of stuff we'll never be able to get rid of. Yeah, and like, ever. what are you, so you listening right now, we have the gift right now of being able to now put this information that is needlessly stored in our file cabinets in our brain. Useless. Underneath cobwebs, we're now able to share it with you. What are you going to do with it? Mm, yeah. You got to yes. start your own podcast. Start your own podcast. Needlessly or... share it with people. Oh, hey. Hey. I forgot to tell people um, I'm what, listening. what my brand was. Yeah, I'm here. Just, just as a thing. Um, I saw, <laughs> so on either the last podcast or the one before that, I said, hey, I'm going to tell you what what I have branded upon my body. <gasps> dun, dun, Yes, yeah, so I was like, we're having a good time. This is a cool. I think we could end on a high note doing these fun songs. And I was like, oh, I forgot this little, just little. Yeah, you you mentioned in the last podcast that you have a brand somewhere nugget. on your body. Mm-hmm. I was going to think about where it was yeah. um, on your body. Yep. And you were then going to say what it is. And you hinted that it was timely. Like that that you knew when you put it on there that it was something that should be on your body. Yeah. Faux. Ever with yes. a number four, faux ever. Well, um, I made that part up, but so, but yeah, I and so I'm, I'm, so I, I said I was going to guess. Okay, go ahead. So this is where my brain goes. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Okay, so which is true is not on your your head or I neck. I don't think I've ever shown you. It's it, oh, in our long association. Yeah, it's just not on your head or neck. It's mm-hmm. not on your hands. It's, right. it's not. I, I can't guarantee. It's definitely not elbows or lower on your on your arms, right? I, I haven't seen your your um, barren chest. It's not in a bikini area. Okay, so it's it's outside of a two piece or a one piece bikini. Mm, two piece. It's outside of a two piece. I was wearing my t shirt. So now we're in torso. So if I was if if I was wearing a t shirt, I mean, oh, when you said bikini, I was thinking like <laughs> like what a woman would wear. No. Do you wear bikinis? No, I wear. I would wear a t shirt. Okay, all like right. If I was wearing a t shirt, um, if I took off my shirt, you still wouldn't see it. It's on the lower half of my body. Oh, is it in betwixt anything? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to say that word one more time. I'm hoping for a couple more times I can throw an in betwixt mm. or a twain in there. Um, okay. And so now, so, all right, lower, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's almost where, so my inclination has always been, since you mentioned this, that it's it's um, maybe tramp stamp area. <laughs> that has been my thought, is that it's, it's like lower back area. But so I leaned that? away from it when I thought about how much that would hurt. Mm. Yeah. Butt cheek seems the easiest. Like it, yeah. it would hurt kind of the least. Okay. And so I, I, so that's my guess is lower back. Don't tell me if I'm right or wrong yet because I also then want to guess like at least kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. And okay, so my first inclination is that it's it's a band of some sort or at least like a reference to a band or 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 music along those lines because you've you've hinted that it might not be something that you should have put on your body forever. Mm, okay. Yeah. Or it's like a like a a school motto, or like a, a that'd be funny nickname for like <laughs> like you had like a three dudes you hung out with all the time, and like you guys just had this cool nickname, the trio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so the triangle was your symbol, and so oh, you have yeah. like a triangle branded on you. I'm going. I'm going with. A reference to band, a, a band, mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm going with. It's a reference to a band that maybe now is no longer around. Okay. Or now has a bad reputation, but okay. at the time did not. <laughs> okay. So that's where I'm going. I would give anything if I could go back in time and get like a Milli Vanilli Forever tattooed brand or something. <laughs> right, right, something right. Just, something just or or, Vanilla or, Ice. Or, or, yeah, forever. Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer. Vanilla Ice will um, be cool forever. And um, his music but, will... <laughs> Metallica like had so many good songs and then the, when they went so crazy over like LimeWire yeah. and all of that like everybody just kind of started hating Metallica. We soured on them for yeah, so long until like Metallica until the um yeah that video game came out and everyone was like and young the younger generation that didn't know about Lars being a dweeb was yeah. like ooh their music is pretty good. Right, uh, uh Guitar Hero. Yes, Guitar yeah. Hero. I did this. I, which I, now I just said I did this and didn't explain. Air I guitar. did air guitar. Air guitar. But I did it in the form of the little flappy thing that you you do on the Guitar Hero and buttons, not strings. That's what I that's what I did. That was my Okay, so so where 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 dost this brand be located on thou thou's body? It is Your on form. my left calf. Oh, way lower than I thought. Mm-hmm. I wanted oh. I wanted people to see it. And if you're looking when I'm wearing shorts, you can still kind of see it. Okay. Okay. And so what I decided. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? What did you use to brand? Because I'm picturing butter knife. Because that's what a lot of people used. A, I believe what we did was bend up a metal hanger. Yeah, it's a metal hanger. Okay, <clears throat> we bent okay. the, we bent it in. That was my second. That was going to be my second guess because you can do some weird forms with that if you use like a pair of pliers and mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what we did. And uh, let's see. I remember, oh, what's that guy's name? He was a senior. He did it for me. I remember I gave him an eight ball. I just, I had, I had somehow happened upon an eight ball like an actual pool ball not the drugs oh i was totally thinking you gave him an eight ball of coke i don't even know how much that is um but if you have an eight ball i'm just kidding so i remember in high school an eight ball was eight hundred dollars oh my i don't know how much cocaine it was but it was eight hundred dollars my gosh so he had um his name was uh jacob craven and his man i might be wrong now i just said that with so much confidence it's 800 bucks because it was eight You know, it could have been less than that. And so I feel bad. There might be some drug heads out there that are like, oh, you idiot. No, uh, it's not even 800 now with inflation. That's what we like selling to this guy. Yeah. I got an eight ball for you. Yeah. <laughs> Unless okay, so like anyway, 50. I'm sorry if I gave you misinformation. That's fake okay. news. Fake news. Okay. <laughs> so you gave him an actual, wait, the fortune telling eight ball? No, an actual pool ball eight ball because he wanted to use it as a shifter in his cool 67 nova everybody wanted an eight ball you know yeah so cool yeah and so i had one and he was like i've really honestly been looking for one of those and i'd be happy to do this little brand because he had a brand himself and it looked pretty cool i mean um, what was his brand it looked like a tribal hamburger (laughs) (laughs) if i could describe it yeah, that sounds really cool. Like <laughs> a double cheeseburger, or are we just talking like a like a like, like, with, a, it, like with everything on it? Vegetarian burger, not like a burger with everything on it. Okay. Like, like if you happened upon some hieroglyphics, and they were like trying to describe like a really nice burger with lots of stuff on it, that's what it looked like. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that sounds way cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so what I did was, and you were actually pretty close with the um, nickname. Oh. So it wasn't a nickname per se. It was my actual name. 
Um, my last name used to be King, K-I-N-G. Twas. It was King. Twas King. And so I was the King. Um, and oddly enough, my little brother, different dads, his last name was Noble. Whoa. I'm not sure if we should go into that any further. But anyways, so um, back to the brand. But in middle school, I decided that um, signing Joe King wasn't cool enough. So I started to sign with a, um, a crown. instead. Of, so I would, I would spell out Joe, and then I would write this little three-pointed crown, just a simple one, mm-hmm. bam, bam, little square. And I remember my English teacher allowed it because of my, because she, I th- she had some sort of cool thing. She was like, well, just, it just kind of matches your personality, and that is kind of your signature thing. And because uh, someone else tried to do it, they tried to like sign their name with like a smiley face or something, and she was like, stop being an idiot. <laughs> you get an F. Get out yeah. of my. Yeah. So I think she liked me. Yeah. But um, so that was my trademark was that little crown. And so I put a crown on my calf. And there, I think there used to be like a little K. We are trying to put like a little K inside, inside the, crown. the crown. Yeah, so yeah. a little three-pointed crown with a K in it. Now I'm going to show it to you. Okay, and how, how old were you? Oh, freshman year. So however one is that. 14, 15, somewhere year. in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 14, 15, hanging out with a senior uh-huh. that has a cool car yep. and also a hamburger brand. But he could sing boys to men really good so okay was, you, know, you know you can trust him was this uh was this what's his face um dang it you've mentioned him before now i can't think of it it's okay. a new guy huh i said his name jake jacob craven oh okay he, he was a local from sims i'm okay. not sure where he lives now maybe arizona okay um are you gonna show it to me like live on air yeah so you can react to it and then we can take okay. a picture and share it on instagram if you want. okay okay it's I'm, interesting. I'm, I'm ready to do all okay. of that if you are ready yeah i'm ready to see your crown um just you know move your pants around so i can see your crown oh you can barely you can barely see it i see it oh gotta get the light right i'm gonna turn the flash on on the camera and see if that helps flash flashy flash wow it didn't go off but let me let me look at the picture come on open up we're taking we're taking pictures of Joe's leg. Yeah, you can't see it very well. I'm I'm moving closer. Moving closer. Getting a different angle like that. Blow. Okay. Wait, no. Let's try one more time. One more time. One more time. Sorry. Okay. I I hope you all are enjoying this listening cuz Joe is like bent over trying to show me his calf lifted up on a chair and I I told him I wanted to take one more picture so I could get a full body picture of what he was doing. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't tell him that's what I was doing cuz you all you all were in in on the joke. <laughs> okay, you can kind of see it. But it's it's hard to see. Mm, I'm going to try yeah. a couple different filters on I there. Can just kind of see the points. Yeah, you can there. see the points up you there. You cannot see if there's anything in it. So yeah. I'll have to I'll have to get it redone, I think. Okay, so so fourteen or fifteen with a senior has a cool car. He also has a tribal hamburger on yep. his arm. Yep, using a bent up hanger. Yep, that you formed. Did you form the crown? No, he did. So he formed the crown for you, mm-hmm. and then using a lighter, using one of those. Um, you probably have one in this garage. I don't. I know what you're talking those about. I don't. Tor- yeah, torches. you click. You click the torch. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it got red hot. Red, like it was red, mm-hmm. and then. 
had you been inebriated in any any way, had you put um, fluids or or gases into your body that that altered your state of mind? No, it was pretty hard to come by in freshman year. So okay, no, were we're just hanging we're, out with a senior with a cool car. Yeah, I was. Wow. I was a cool guy, and actually, I think he was just being nice. He was one of the nicer seniors. It sounds nice. He's yeah, a, yeah sounds, he's a cool guy. Yeah, guy wanting to put red hot metal on your calf. Um, it was weird. Yeah. And so, so then, where where are you? Let's paint this picture. I'm in my home, in my bedroom, I believe, or was it in his? Gosh, I can't. But remember. you're inside a house because I, I was picturing like like a barn or something. Like, like no, well, like <laughs> down by a river or something. Oh, no, you no, know, we're like, in a house. Yeah, yeah. You pulled off on the highway by a, a fishing access site. I'm actually pretty sure that on the property that they owned, he had his own like little shack that he lived in. So. Pretty pretty sweet deal for a, a senior. No kidding. Yeah, like I had I'm pretty sure it had its own little bathroom, like a little yeah, like servants' quarters, if you right, will. But. Right, right, right. Like mother in law unattached suite. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. It's and still so, out there. I'm so jealous. So he house. had the senior had um convinced you to come to his place and he was going to get hot metal and brand you because yeah. you were gonna give him a cool eight ball for his cool car. Yeah. You had no substances to alter your state of mind or nerves and senses. No. He gets this red hot. Did you question getting it done? Or the whole time were you just like, I got a man up? I don't remember questioning it, no. Okay, it was just so like, you were just ready to go. I mean, he, then, mm-hmm. he then, did you have any problems? Or did it just like smell burning skin and hair? Mm-hmm. And then you were like, I'm done. And then it scabs up, right? Yeah, he did it in pieces, you know, so like it wouldn't all. Slip. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like the calf isn't like this flat area. He'd have to like, like rotate kind of around if you mm-hmm. made a whole crown. And then also those sharp angles of the points of the crown. You don't want to like burn off just like a big chunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just one line at a time. It was nice. It was a nice bonding experience. You I know, it imagine. felt like yeah. it was either that or going out into the middle of the woods and having fire fire ants crawl all over me. I needed to become a man. Right. Somehow. So this is when you became a man. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I was in wrestling, I remember, and I was not good at wrestling. But everyone thought I was after I got that brand. Everyone was like, Oh man, I don't want to wrestle this guy. Right, right. It's crazy. He doesn't yeah. even feel pain, I don't think. Yeah. It's not true. I and so, so it like scabbed pain. and scarred up. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to pick at the scab to try to make sure it sticks around, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Did you pick at it? You don't remember? Mm-mm. I probably okay. just let it do its thing. Okay. And then it's nice all pink and fresh, like a fresh scar. Yeah. And then I have super white skin. So like, you know, oh, it yeah. showed up yeah. really nicely. I was like wearing a neon <laughs> sign around you. And so you you were the guy that sophomore year, winter hits, you're wearing shorts. Yeah. I want so people, people to see the crown. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's the guy with the crown. And then at what point did you decide it was a good idea to no longer have the same last name <laughs> that, that this brand that's mm. permanently on your body prom- yeah. promotes? Yeah. Good call. <laughs> uh, well, before I went to the Marine Corps, um, I was not talking to my dad. Okay. Mr. Jim Ryan. Ryan's the last name. Mm-hmm. And um, then I didn't make up with him. We we kind of came, we reconciled, if you will, while I was in the Marine Corps. Okay, so hold on a second. You said mm-hmm. you did make up with him, and I thought like preparing <clears throat> for like a play, mm-hmm. you guys did make up together. 
No. Like putting makeup on people. So no. I, I misunderstood that instantly and I had to let you know. <laughs> so, But you did make up with him. You, you rekindled your relationship. We reconciled our differences okay. as father and son. And so for a, um, and he, they'd mentioned this, him and his brothers, when I say they, had mentioned it over the years. Like, hey, have you thought about changing your name? We'd really like that because I was named after their dad, Joe Ryan, um, the patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm... A fourteen-year-old with brands to get, my friend. I mean, I can't think about changing names at this yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, but then later on in life, I thought, wouldn't this be cool if for like, a Father's like, Day like, gift, like, like yeah, like a bonding, yeah, yeah, like just like I was really happy, you know, having a dad in my life, and I was like, this is cool, and you know, it is kind of weird that I have a, um, a last name that's different than his because mom was having a fight with him, and they named me after grandpa and all this stuff. And, um, I was like, okay, I'll do it. I went, I was living in California. So I spent, I think it was like 300 bucks, like a lot of money mm-hmm. for me at the time to legally change my name. And, um, then I brought him that paperwork on a father's day, you know, with a card and a, you know, heartfelt message. And he looked up from his sports and read it for half a second and was like, Oh, that's kind of nice. And just tossed it on a pile of garbage. <laughs> And I was like, neat. This will be a this will be a fun story to tell the rest of my life as I <laughs> as I as as I answer every awkward damn question I get like, Oh, so uh you changed your name? Uh is that is that your wife's last name then? Did you change it to your wife's last name? Right. Are you one of those woke people? Yeah. Or uh did did you change it to your husband's last name? Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and I'm like, that not that there's anything wrong with that, but no. And I didn't realize changing your last name as a male in this country, in society, is... So I had never thought of that. Problematic. I'd never thought of, like, that it would be uh, a problem. Oh, God. I mean... Well, but guys do get made fun of when they... When either their wife doesn't take their last name... Or they take on the wives. Like, that's the, the worst one, I think. Even, yeah, like hyphenated is one thing. You know, you get looked down on by certain types of ignorant individuals. Mm-hmm. And then other types, you know, you uh, they're, the, they're the people that are just fine with taking uh, the wife's last name. Like, a, the friend of mine, actually, in, uh, from the Marine Corps, whose nickname was uh, Brick. I mean, he's a cool guy, man. He took his wife's last name because he hated his dad. And I was like, hey. It's kind of a good reason. Well, and I heard about a guy whose first name was Hunter, and he was going to marry a woman with the last name Fisher. Mm. And he's like, I got to take on your last name. Do it. So I can be Hunter Fisher. Those Which, like, would be awesome. Or if you call. if you had, like, a weird, like, if the wife has, like, well, I don't want to make fun of you in this, but it's the only example coming to my brain. If the wife's name was Joe, See what and she was getting ready to marry a king, right? Yeah. And her name was then going to be Joe King, right? Yeah. And so, like, if it was going to be something like that, where it turned it into, like, I don't know, her first name's Dirty and your last name's Hole. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't want to be called Dirty Hole your whole life, you know? <laughs> so When I was a kid, I used to say, um, I'm going to name my kids Fu and Su. Ah. Uh, because right. I was a kid, and those are funny yeah, jokes when you're a kid. They are funny jokes, yeah. But, yeah, I'm telling you, as a, as a guy who has changed his last name, just, just what seems like on a larf. Larf? Lark. Lark. On a lark. That's a bird. <laughs> That's a bird. It's a, I'm trying to say I, I did it without a lot of planning. Mm. It seems like mm. I, I did okay. it. I did it for whimsical reasons. Yeah. Larf sounds better. I know. I've used larf before, but it's not a word. Huh. <laughs> not we should make it one. 
Yeah, like actually, I was date. I was dating. Maybe even, I think I was actually married. Because Melanie sat me down one day, and she's like, you know, I've I've heard this word from you <laughs> for years, <laughs> and just maybe it's just today that I just have to tell you, larf is not a thing. <laughs> it's not. It's not a word. It's not the word that you think it is. Because I know. <laughs> Every time you use it in context, I know what word you're searching for. That's not it. She, right. She said right. it much nicer than I'm saying, but and and so that's a hard conversation to have with somebody, you know, because like like a word like that becomes part of your personality. It was one of my favorite words. Right. How do you not like larf? Yeah, I love larf, and I've just become acquainted with it. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I was. I know I should have done more planning. I know this is just some harebrained larf that I'm going on. Right. Right. And like <laughs> like I'm attached to larf in a larf, like I'm larfing on larf. Mm. Live action role filming. I don't. So yeah. It's almost like a LARP. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Live action role playing. LARP. 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 Okay, I got. I got a quick story. I had a youth uh, student in Glasgow. Uh, Trevor was his name. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give his last name because I, I. I don't know with podcasts and like whatever. Right. I don't want people ten years from now trying to look this kid up. But um, I can tell you his middle name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Niles. Mm-hmm. Trevor Niles, the great last name. Like it's a strong name. Okay. okay, if you heard it, just trust me. It's a strong name. For his 17th or 18th birthday, he had asked his mom to change his middle name to Humpty. Mm-hmm. His name now, not including his last name, is Trevor Humpty Niles. <laughs> he, she got it for him and cha- legally changed his middle name to Humpty. Which is amazing. I would do that. Which brings up another quick story. Do you think we should end now and just tease with the story, or should I just tell the story about Trevor Niles? Let's end. It's two hours. Okay. It's so next next episode, you need to remind me, because we forget this stuff all the time, because we almost forgot about your brand. I know. And so you need to remind me the story of Trevor Niles. I will not be like, what story are you referring to? Humpty Niles. The story of Humpty right. Niles must be told. Man. Yeah. And so I need to tell you, uh, and, and just a little teaser is I used to do, as a youth pastor, I used to take students um, on a around the United States trip where we would, uh, we would sleep in churches um, and volunteer all around. And I, I, I was taking kids from middle of nowhere, Montana, and, and trying to get them to see the country, see cool things, try different food yeah. and see like, you know, there's more to this world than this, you know, 3,500 population, you know, city you live in and lots of stuff that you can do when you grow up, you know? And, and also like when you get a dozen people in a church van for 10, 11 days, like you get to work through a lot of relational things oh, yeah. that they normally wouldn't have to work through. And, and so there was a lot of planning involved in it. But anyway, it was on one of these trips that Humpty Niles has an amazing story. Okay. An amazing story. And I'll even tell you that this story took place in Kentucky. Cool. We were in Kentucky when it happened. Okay, so it's something that happens to him or he's going to relay to you all. What do you mean? He said that he had a story. Oh, but you have so a story it's, about it's him. his story that I'm going to tell on behalf of him. Okay, I'm with you. Okay. I, I mean, I'm part of it. I'm part of this story. It is my story that I'm, I'm telling, but it happened. The thing that, that happens happened to him. Mm-hmm. And whenever I think of his middle name, the story in it 
we, we play on his middle name a little bit because he, he hadn't had it legally changed yet, but we knew he all wanted it and he kind of like talked about it quite a bit. And so a, a part of the story, the name comes into it and, and we, we play on that a little bit. Before I even know the story, I just want to meet him. Like I, oh. I, just, I just feel like I have to know so him. I would really like to get him on the podcast. Like, uh-huh. like he just because he'd be fun. Like two name change guys, right? With funny names. Yep. Two name change yes. guys. He's been, he's been to Guatemala with me once or twice, maybe even three times. Uh, we've been a, we've been five thousand plus miles twice together around the country. How many, um, how many trips have you been on out of country, not including the military? Like roughly, you know, not including the military. Exact, I've been to number. Mexico twice uh-huh. for mission trips. Yeah, basically Guata- mission Guatemala trips. five times for mission trips, and Africa once. Okay, so all mission trips, eight, eight, eight trips. Times. Okay, yep, eight times. I don't know why I was curious about the number. Oh no. Okay, that was cool. <clears throat> we talked about a bunch of nonsense. Um, we had no plan. We were supposed to have an interview today. So I'd Skyler I, was too busy having people spit in his mouth. I didn't, I did nothing. I did no prior anything except for to close the shades in my studio and try to play with my toys. And, um, so thanks for struggling through with us in the beginning. We, uh, <laughs> um, we had, we had, we had great stories. We had great examples. You got, you got to know the new name of the show. We're doing the rebrand, and we're already announcing the name. This is amazing. The, the logo looks awesome. We're just Last gonna... best conversation. <sighs> it's so Boom. Good. LBC. And so I'm thinking episode 50 will still be good after it. Episode 51, Boom. last best conversation. I like it. So we've got the logo done by Kara, um, my daughter. Mm-hmm. And it looks she, great. She's also, I hope, still working on a tattoo for me. She asked if she could start working on it now. And mm-hmm. I said, let me talk to Brian because you put his hat on backwards. And I just want to make sure <laughs> that he's still okay yeah. with everything. Yeah, so in, in the logo, my hat is on backwards. I My wife actually today, when we were at the Hot Springs, put my hat on my head backwards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, meh. I don't like, like lit- So literally today, I was like, <laughs> I don't that's like not, that's, that's not, I'm not a backwards hat guy. Maybe. Like literally today. Mm-hmm. And so when you were like, your hat's on backwards, I was like, oh, dang, why did that happen today? But it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm okay with it. Because it, like, I, I re- like I more want me to have a hat because I always have a hat on mm-hmm. than I want the hat to be right. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And, and you know what I like about it now? Um, and I think if you put the hat on forward, I have to interrupt, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you put it on forward, it would be, it would cover up things, Right. And so the backwards yeah. hat actually just makes it more easier to, to see everything. And so it kind of has to be backwards. Yeah, it kind of would be coming this way. Yeah. It, it might make it a little less um, balanced, I guess. Your head and she's done a great bit. job. I mean, the, I, I like that you can definitely tell us apart now. Like, yep. there's no question. Yep. When it was black and white, pretty hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, that's Joe, that's Brian. Yeah. That's and, a microphone. And I kind of like that we're looking a little younger than we actually are in real life. Oh, yeah. We're totally catfishing. Even though, I mean, she tried her best to add in the, the age, little bags under our eyes, even all that stuff. Right. I'm digging it. I like it. So even, I'll check out your slightly more slender goatee beard, and then mine's slightly more full. Huh? You have, you have, a, you have a, a more distinct jawline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, mine's... I have a weaker jawline, I think, <laughs> than you. 
I think I do. I'm okay. not ashamed of my weak jawline. I like it. So, I mean, all I mean, this is nearly perfect to me. I think you're right about the color. Maybe yeah, the little, background color we need to work on. Maybe a little outline of either not even Montana or just something else. Whatever you find, I'm I'm. I I just like that we got all the pictures right, and now we can now that we have the name. I mean, because man, we were right down the to the wire on the name. We were letting it marinate every single second we had. Yep. <laughs> we're like, we just want it to feel right. Yep. I like the fact that it's LBC. It's the last best conversation. Or the little baby calmer. Little baby calmer. And not <laughs> the last best podcast, which was already um, expertly taken by some smart people. But last best conversation is not. That's right. No, and that's it, it us. Is ours. <coughs> you know that we're from Montana and you just know we're going to talk to each other and other people. Yep. No other constraints on us at right. this point. We're just, right. we're. it's almost like we're starting fresh. Yep. We're, just, we're just like, you know what we're good at? talking yep let's not worry about what that's it's what about. we're gonna do mm-hmm. i like that the i'm on the left you're on the right and in betwixt is a microphone that's right you i, got, I just said that time. so i can get it one more time one more time that's yeah. good yeah okay well that's that's a wrap tune in next episode so you can hear what happens to humpty niles humpty and you niles. can also hear more about the the rebrand because that means that we will actually have coffee coming the um, stickers can be yeah, made now. we can make yeah. stickers we mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. like there's so many things that we can do and you're all, so I just had one of these uh, YouTubers that I've been following for years, probably eight years I've been following him. Six years ago, maybe, oh, maybe less, I don't even want to say, but a, a few years ago he decided to like really hit YouTube and I'd already been subscribed to him mm-hmm. and he just hit 100,000 <laughs> subscribers. He's killing it. And he's killing it. Like he's one of the most popular fishing YouTube channels out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Siemens is his name. Uh, he just partnered with Meat Eater on their YouTube channel. So like he's 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 made it, you know, mm-hmm. or is making it and nice. continues to get after it. Nice work, bro. Um, you listeners of this podcast right now are me eight years ago mm. for him with YouTube. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah, they're all at the beginning. Oh, uh-huh. They're all at the beginning right before we, they can always say that they were the OGs of the LBC. Oh yeah, we're gonna blow up. I know that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know when. Yeah, and it's gonna be cool, like, cause all the people. Cause there's been a few people that have been um, listening in and 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 sending me things and and with like little laughing emojis. And I'm like, what is this? And they're like, well, this is something that you said on the podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't remember it, but right. I'm glad that you liked it so much that you wanted to to reach out and say something. And right, that's really really cool. So that means we're doing something right. And we're just going to keep doing it. And um, when we get to our 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, we'll be like, Psh, told you. Told you. <laughs> told all you OG LBCers. All right. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.